This meeting is being recorded. So, oh, all you nerds, don't you be sour. Clap for your world famous nerdy podcast team. And feel the power. <laughs> so, yes. So we are doing a very special episode today of the Nerdy Up North podcast. Um, we thought we'd do a little bit of a different intro that uh, <laughs> we thought we'd put a smile on your face. So me and Sam um, are joined by team podcast as always. And we've got a very special guest uh, joining us today who is, if not, one of the top uh, wrestling nerds out there. So we had to get him in because I did get lots of uh, abuse from his mom when we did the last wrestling podcast, <laughs> not, not inviting him. So Niall, so welcome to the podcast team, Niall. How are you feeling? Good. Cool. So I've been hearing stories that you're a mega wrestling fan. Is that correct? Yes. <laughs> and I've even heard you've met a few of the wrestlers as well, haven't you? Yeah. Primey. Remus Serial, Kevin Owens, Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins. All oh, right. Wow. wow. See, so, sorry about Seth Rollins, though. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> We're not going down that path. Seth Rollins is my favourite wrestler. Is he? Well, then we're definitely yeah. not going down that path. <laughs> I thought Daniel Bryan was your favourite wrestler. Nah. Uh, have, no. you went, have you went off him now? He's joined to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> And swapped his name around. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Just to confuse these people. But yes. So we thought we'd ask Niall a few questions. So um, we did our top five uh, wrestlers last time, Niall. So would you want to give us your top five wrestlers now? Yeah, Edge. Cool. cool. So what, what, do you, what do you like about Edge? Well, I didn't... When when I first watched them in the Royal Rumble 2020, uh, I keep calling him Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did he look a little, so old. Yeah, he did look a lot older than when he first came. But like I say, it's been 10 years since he last wrestled, and that was probably one of the best pops I've heard in a long time. But I uh, still get goosebumps for that one. So that's a good first pick there, Niall. So, really good. I love his theme music. His theme music is the best. Yeah. I don't know if he still have the same one. Yeah, 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 he still had Alter Bridge, yeah. Yeah. I really like that song. <laughs> so, what about, what about your oh. second pick? Um, Randy Orton. Because oh, right. um, his first name is my last name. Ah, right. Oh. <laughs> so do you, have you done RKO on your, on your mum yet then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never again. <laughs> so what's 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 your favorite thing about Randy Orton? Um, his move. Just the yeah. RKO. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of them moves that just comes out of nowhere and can be hit on anyone. So mm -hmm. that was always yeah. one of my things because you don't have to be because a lot of the wrestlers, if you're big, you, like, you couldn't be able to hit like, um, like the tombstone on the big show, but you could mm -hmm. always hit a uh, RKO on the big show. So. It always works that way. So good second pick. Mm -hmm. And what's your third pick, little man? Um, Shawn Michaels. All oh. right. Your, right. Very going classic old school. Is that one of your mum's favourites as well, was it? Yeah. <laughs> so are we going to get you to sing the song for us now? No. 
Can't remember. Can't really remember. Oh, Donna's been trying to get me to sing it all week, but it's not going to happen. Sorry. <laughs> and then I was playing football and in goal when my team was up to over um up, up, opposition. I would I would keep being sure Michael's in goal. Like, all right. <laughs> We're pulling all the good, uh, the moves and stuff. Uh, yeah, we yeah. managed to manage to super kick a ball to save it. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Michaels is I'm like, trying. Quite, are you trying? <laughs> Sean Michaels is quite like an older wrestler. Is mm. he? Have you watched all the matches with him? Yeah. Oh, Tia, have, have you got? Have you got the? Have you got the WWE Network? Have you? Yeah, I watched yeah. him for Christmas. All oh, right. Oh. So, so we're not dodgy Northerners. You've actually got a proper little subscription then. So, <laughs> so well done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's children. Like it's shared with a friend, though, like the PA5 or in the PA5. But at least it's paid for, Jerry. That's the main thing. <laughs> Unlike us. <laughs> to be fair, I think Jake's the only honest one out of all of us as well. So. I, mean, I, I pay for Fight TV to watch um, AEW. <laughs> 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 no, Sean Myers is a good pick. It was one of my favourites as well. Just, uh, I was still shocked to, to the core that day when he super kicked uh, Marty Jannetty through the <gasps> barbershop window. I still, as a kid, I remember that. It still sticks in my mind. So yes, I just always remember him as like a referee that used to betray people when I was a kid because <laughs> yes. like I didn't see his like his main sort of run. <laughs> I, I think you saw, that must be when he had his back injury as well when he lost his smile. Possibly. Yes. Oh, you smile. We'll tell the story later. It's not very kid friendly, oh. so don't worry. <laughs> I, just, I just need my computer. Oh dear. Sorry. And what's your fourth pick there, Niall? Um, Jeff Hardy. Jeff oh, Hardy. Oh, all right. Yes. Oh, on Donna's shirt. <laughs> She's actually dressed up like a bit like Jeff Hardy today with her hair as well. <laughs> bit of Team Extreme then. So what about Jeff Hardy do you like? Um, I love when he does his high risk and when he puts his body on the line. You have to wear some of uh, his face paint as well soon as well. That would be the next Halloween <sighs> trick, shall we say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you liked Jeff, Jeff Hardy for? Um, About two months. <laughs> All right. So you're really new to Jeff. So you've got so much to see. Yeah. Yeah. So many oh. fallen off ladders to see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he has some of the best matches though. The table mm-hmm. ladder table ladders and chair matches are some of the greatest matches ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. You're in for a treat. Cool. And what's your final pick? Then make it a good one. I think I know you what it's gonna pick now after after mocking you for it earlier. Sorry. Who should be Seth Rollins. <laughs> ah, right. So was it good Seth Rollins, bad, bad Seth Rollins? or All of them. All of them. All of them. Yeah. Because he was a bit controversial at the start with these, because they tried to take his finishing move off him as well, didn't they? The, yeah. the curd stomp, because they thought it was a bit too violent. But I, yeah. I still like it. I well, as well, good. when he betrayed the shield, that was a, a major moment. <laughs> Well, let's be honest, we would all want to betray Roland Reigns, to be honest, in some way. And, and we've all yeah. thought about hitting him with yeah. a chair. <laughs> Definitely. 100%. So, what is it about Seth Rollins that like makes him your favourite? Uh, ever since I've watched him, ever the first time I ever watched Seth Rollins wrestle, I just knew he was my favourite right away. Oh, right. oh, wow. It, I think one of the greatest matches I ever saw was just on Raw, and mm-hmm. it was him, it was Seth Rollins versus Neville. Shouldn't mm-hmm. have been anything special, just a match, but it was absolutely phenomenal. The both the moves that them two um, 
fellas, mm-hmm. I didn't know what to call them then, men, wrestlers, <laughs> fellas, <laughs> um, they were absolutely fantastic. I can see why you why you would like Seth Rollins. Yeah, also, when Seth... I... Sorry. Oh. <laughs> also, when I went to WWE Live, I got everyone always shouting at um, boo to oh. Seth Rollins, and I was shouting, you're my favourite wrestler, and he gave us a thumbs up. Oh, oh, that's amazing! His heart grew three sizes that day. <laughs> but I think uh, they've just announced as well that uh, he's going to be fighting Roman at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's I, I think Roman's going to win, but I really hope Seth wins. So. Mm. Well, we'll be all cheering him on for you. Yes, because I, I know it's it's a, it's a shame because we want Seth to, to win because I'm I, I don't mm. like the big dog, but I think big uh, dog. But like I say, with the Royal Rumble, that's always been one of my big, big yeah. favourite events. And yeah. hopefully there's going to be a few surprises this year as well. Oh, so I'm going to be watching I, it this year. Yeah, I am. I know I've, I've heard Johnny Knoxville's in the Royal Rumble. I think yeah, that might be true. <laughs> yeah, I heard that as well because he's promoting his new film. But I'm, I'm really excited for the all-women's Royal Rumble as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you got any favourite female wrestlers? Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch. The man. The man. <laughs> the, the, the Irish last kicker. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I said, the, there's a few good female wrestlers now that's come out, and um, it's it's such a quite a, a, like a variety. But um, I know, like I say, uh, there was a big one. I, I think I read somewhere, I didn't see it, but isn't Lita coming back as well? Yep. Lita, yeah. Nikki yep. Bella, Brie Bella, mm. um, Mickey James. Yeah, t- t- everything, that's, everything that's gone on with her recently, she's coming back. Um, mm. I don't know if Trish has been announced because Trish was in the last female Royal Rumble as well. Uh, she'll have to because I, I think that they've been doing beef online with uh, her and Charlotte. So uh, right. rumours that's going to be the, uh, the WrestleMania match between Charlotte and Trish. So... Exciting times ahead. Interesting. Yes. <laughs> Grant's getting attacked by his cat, by the way. <laughs> I told you the minute my food I'm... arrived, she would turn into a feral little beastie. I've got a burger down here. <laughs> got it. So when so are you planning on stop is your mom gonna let you stop up and watch the Royal Rumble or is it gonna be the next day? <laughs> oh look at him for his mom. <laughs> It's the next day. He got a telly in his bedroom for Christmas and a WWE network subscription. So if I'm asleep and he puts it on, what can I do? Yeah, yeah you'll never know. She'll never know. <laughs> we won't tell her, don't worry. <laughs> but, uh, Hope you yeah. don't. <laughs> so out of like the rest of the, like say it's a great top five. I think it's uh, the only one I would have changed, I'd have put added Mick Foley because I think Mick Foley needs to be in everyone's top fives. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, maybe you're a bit too young to watch Mick Foley's matches, though. And uh, yeah, but when you get a bit older, you'll love Mick. Trust us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, who's who's your mum's favourite though, Niall? Roman Reigns. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's purely cosmetic. <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Although, no, actually, my favourite is Rey Mysterio. Ah, old oh. school. Yeah, yeah, I do love. Because what did he do to you when you met him? Um, he he just he, he got my hand and rubbed it like that. <gasps> wow. 
How many? I think you're going to beat Donna for the being the most famous uh, nerd on this podcast now because Donna's <laughs> kind of famous, but you're going to be better than him than all these famous actors. Well, wrestlers, sorry that you've met now. <laughs> <laughs> so how many how many events have you been to, Niall? Um, one. Oh, there's one more than me. <laughs> and my, on my birthday two years ago, I went to see Primate and I went in the ring and it got... To um, to top rope and I jumped off and I got my school bag signed. Um, oh. signed. All oh, right, is that the UK wrestling? Is it? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've met Primate before as well at the bar after a after a match. <laughs> <laughs> the nice guy. <laughs> and have you thought about doing the wrestling training there, Niall? Um. Yeah. Because I know. I think someone posted a in the Nerdy Up North group. Uh, I'll try and find it for your mum, where they're, they're possibly looking to do uh, wrestling training. Because I know Donna was getting excited because she she wants to be a, a female wrestler. Do you think Donna could be a wrestler? She's she's a scary one on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> she, do you not think she's, she's got a bit of a page up to it? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Ringing endorsement. <laughs> Should say a go though. I wouldn't like to fight her though, Niles. Just suspicious oh, no. though. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, but uh, I've been told as well, Niall, that um, you met one of my favorite wrestlers, Kevin Zones. Yeah. I, 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 also... I got a high five off him. I also got a high five with Drew McIntyre. Drew oh. McIntyre. I'm, I bet your mum was excited with Drew McIntyre for other yeah, reasons as well. Tiny, <laughs> tiny little pants on. <laughs> don't really have anything to say about that one <laughs> it's the yes. truth it is the truth, <laughs> is the truth. so just want to say a big thank you for Niall for coming on is there anything else you want to tell us about um, yeah, um, yeah. When, two years ago for Wrestlemania um, I, my mum and dad um, tipped the table over and made it um, upside down and it's got like rings of ropes around it and makes like a ring. Oh, you have, um, the, you have the coolest mum and dad. My mum and dad would have killed me for doing anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> the most yeah. we would have done because um, we, we lived in Rye up um, like <laughs> next to the farmer's field. So every summer they used to do the hair bills and like and uh, I shouldn't really be telling you this. Sorry, Julie. Uh, <laughs> we used to, me and my friends used to go and play Royal Rumble on the hair bales and actually throw each other off. And like these hair bales are about four foot off the floor as well. And if you, it was always the last man standing, but it, you, surprise, we didn't get more hurt. <laughs> yeah, let, let's, let's keep Niall's um, entertainment. Don't, don't try this at home, kids. <laughs> Safe. That's the word I'm looking for. Safe and parental <laughs> controlled as well. Yes. But no, Would you like you. to do that now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for coming on, Niall. Like, see, you've made my day as well. So I, I understand you've got school tomorrow as well. Yeah. So, so what I'm going to do with this, because I know we'll probably be talking a long time, so I'm going to cut a special version of this. So I'll just have you on it. And I'll send a link to your mum so you can show your friends as well and say you've been on the podcast there. Is that okay? Yeah. Cool. It's no been problem. lovely having you, Niall. I've been really excited to meet you. I've heard you were such a big fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no problem. Well, uh, I'll let you go then, Niall. Like, say, you get ready for bed and, uh, like I say, we'll have you on again to talk wrestling again soon there. Okay? Bye. Okay.
Bye. 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 Bye, Julie. Oh, bless him. That was lovely. That was so lovely. Yes, that's probably the wholesome this podcast is ever going to get. And in that note, hello, Grant. You were very quiet. Yeah, Grant is eaten. I saw Grant unmute. I had to giggle there when you were talking about Mick Foley, that poor kid's going to go over there. Mammy, can I watch a hardcore match? <laughs> can I get some fluorescent light tubes and some fun- thumbtacks, please? <laughs> Let's make this interesting. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, like I say, I really wanted to, 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 to and how did you like the opening? Did, did that you enjoy was it? absolutely fantastic. That <laughs> was surprised so... me when you started I was shouting. very shocked. <laughs> I had a feeling it was going to be... So- thought it was going to be like degeneration x style did not see that coming <laughs> i literally went out to the mbot pancakes yeah well before we get into our talk on wrestling i want to do the disclaimer just to get the crap out of the way with so everything discussed in tonight's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone and if you want to discuss any of the topics from tonight's episode just come and join us on the facebook group or in the comments we've got the lovely charlotte in comments tonight and um, who's moderating everything hey charlotte miss you <laughs> and we just want to um just what we don't want is anyone to come for us on our opinions telling us we're wrong you know we can agree to disagree in fandoms let's keep it fun let's keep kind and keep the toxic behavior out of nerdism Yes. I got, that was probably the best I've ever done. Yeah. yeah well done, yeah. Sam. Yes. <laughs> Thank Donna's, you. D- Donna's went all blurry there as well. Oh, she's gone into drunk cam again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that type of audition. But yeah, I've got uh, Danielle offering to be my manager in the chat. Oh, oh, right. Don't get on my bad side. I'll take that offer. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so, this week's episode again, like I say, I'd know. We've already mentioned it is going to be like say a wrestling nerdy chat. I know we've done like say our top fives, but we wanted to just explore it a little more and see why people got into the like say the how how can I describe it the male soap soap opera for uh, like I say nerds I would say <laughs> uh, this used to be our East End is our Coronation Street um, like I say the soap like well it's it's going it's changing back to now. I would say back to more wrestling than it has been for a long time. But some of the storylines we've experienced over the last 20 years have been from amazing to absolutely ridiculous. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always kept us entertained. But I'm interested as well in like what got you into the wrestling aspect like uh, for each person. So um, I know uh, Donna and Grant were quiet during the, the first 15 minutes, so I'll give you a chance to, to speak. So we'll go with the lovely Donna first there. Um, I, I actually got into it as an adult. Like oh, I didn't nice. grow up with uh, wrestling. Um, it's literally just basically one day it was on the telly and uh, mm-hmm. Tookie was watching at my partner. And I came in, I was sitting down, I was watching, and I was like, "Hey, this is good shit." This, like, I was well into <laughs> it. I was, it was like so good. And then from there, I was like, I started watching um, Raw and SmackDown and everything, and I just. Literally just saw it on the telly and fell in love with it and started watching it from there. Can you remember, you remember the first? Oh, sorry. I think yes. I was going to ask the same question. Like, do you remember, like, sort of what era, like, what match it was, like, type of thing? No, no, I don't. Uh, no. I actually no. can't remember what specifically it was. No. Was it, it not like a. Oh, I was going to no. say, 
So like, are we talking recently or is it like in the last five or ten years type thing? I think it was like 2014, maybe around that oh, kind wow. of time. All right. So that was so actually nice. like, that was like a moment when I got back into it sort of thing. Because I definitely had a big patch of not. Mm-hmm. So I can see why like, like that kind of caught your interest around that era because it was sort of getting good again. Like when the shield were around and stuff like that <laughs> see that's weird to me i know it sounds stupid because uh, the shield still feels quite modern but when you think about mm. it it's not compared to de- today's uh wrestling it's like see, yeah. almost 10 years ago which um scares the life out of me because i still think of like the rock and stone cold uh being mm. only 10 years ago but it's, it's been lost. a little it's, 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 it's been a minute so yeah <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Grant? Uh, I think yours is going to be the more violent side, I believe. <laughs> well, yes, I know. I've fallen in and out of love with wrestling a few times over the years. I got into it when I was a, a kid, kid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Andre mm-hmm. the Giant. Um, yeah. That kind of era. And then I fell out with it in my teens. Mm-hmm. And then... How old would I have been? Probably about 18. Well, yeah, I would have been 18 when uh, Royal Rumble 2000 happened and they were showing it on Channel 4. And I was just like, hey, I haven't watched wrestling in ages. And to me, Rumble 2000 is still the immaculate pay per view. Um, what got me into Triple it, into wrestling. Huh? <laughs> That's what got me into wrestling. In the yeah, first place. Um, you know, you got. Triple H versus uh, Cactus Jack in a street fight. You've got the start of TLC with the Hardys and the Dudleys having a mm. table match. Um, what's the other big one from that? You've got Mae Young running around with her tits out. Awesome. Um, I was just like literally like... <laughs> oh, man, I, didn't, I just had to forget about that. Oh, it's come back. <laughs> yeah, you go, you take I'm that back image. Form. <laughs> None of the emo stuff today. It's all about violence. And I had to put like a big red um, X over it on like the videotape I had. <laughs> like, was, I watched that live, crazy. man. I saw them in all of their glory. The puppies were... <laughs> debatable yeah. to say the least was that the same I don't know if it was the same time but the same episode the same show where uh, Jerry Lowe's uh, then wife got hers out uh, was it Stacey. no no yeah. it wasn't Stacey it was she had, no, that's it was, her name. she had a bubble wrap bikini on mm. in that one it was the it was a bikini showdown thing and then may young was like nope everybody wants to see my puppies um i stuck with it for a while after that and yeah that did get me into more of the the hardcore and the violent stuff i became a mm. really really big fan of ecw mm-hmm. um yeah. and started watching back through the old ecw pay-per-views um foley's biography had just come out and i'd um mm. i went and got the iwa kawasaki dream the the hardcore championship that he talks about loads and that and then i fell out with it about 2005 2006 when it was just john cena winning everything yeah. all of the time <laughs> um and probably started to get back into it about four year ago whenever the first all women uh royal rumble was um and since then women's wrestling has taken over as my favorite and not for pervy reasons mm. um you know as the show yeah. goes on i will talk a little bit about female wrestlers because some of oh, the girls amazing. that are wrestling at the moment are phenomenal beyond belief they put the men to shame in every single department i couldn't agree i couldn't agree with you more grant it's the time it's as i watched it i will watch purposely the royal the royal rumble is coming up just for the females i have no interest yeah. whatsoever in the men so i can't wait to talk about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but no, it's cool interesting like say um i know i think i 
briefly talked about mind abduction was for me mom watching like said seeing the ultimate warrior coming down to the ring and uh, going absolutely absolutely nuts on a, a ring robe he couldn't wrestle for shit but uh <laughs> but his his entrance kind of like blew my mind thinking like what is this it's like so out there i hadn't seen and but then kind of grew in, in curiosity like say i've always kind of been a fan but i've probably lost as much interest in the last five years um just because as i said i think what grant said perfectly was it's evolved into the female wrestling side but the male wrestling hasn't evolved as as much it hasn't it's it's kind of went backwards shall we say which again i know like i say topics we're going to talk about like i say was uh, what what aspects you like what you don't like but it's kind of losing the element of where it's fun in a way because like it's kind of that aspect but i loved all old school like going for my characters like the million dollar man randy savage yeah. uh the big boss man um even though he's not a nice person there i adored hulk hogan as a child <laughs> just because you thought he was all american mm -hmm. and been even though the vitamins vitamins he was asking you to take weren't exactly vitamins but then <laughs> as, as i was getting older i started embracing things like jake the snake roberts uh, mm. the undertaker uh mick foley but mankind and again i was laughing taking it a sleazy element uh i was introduced to ecw and i absolutely adored ecw due to um a certain channel called bravo yep did have a lot of tits on yep and as a teenage boy <laughs> i used to always like be waiting for the tits to start but ecw used to be on before any type of erotic movie and stuff like that so that was always my gateway to oh i'm just gonna stop and watch the wrestling <laughs> but yeah and, and through watching it <laughs> i i end up loving ecw a lot more um and that kind of got us back into wwe as well because um the attitude era hit yeah. and again i know it gets a lot of um a lot of questionable stuff was done during the attitude era women weren't threat right minorities weren't threat right um but at times it was entertaining not for like say the the things that were negative but the things that had brought yeah. and the characters that brought out like you could look at it like stone cold and you thought ah i hate my boss uh, and that's why Stone Cold kind of mm -hmm. oh, you hate someone like who would tell you like your teachers and stuff. Degeneration X, uh, like yeah, uh, lots of people at school. Telling everyone to suck it. Yep, lots of people at school <laughs> getting told off for doing the crutch things, uh, which uh, I was supposed to wear my DX T-shirt for this. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so that that's kind of how like say it's going, and I know what WWE now is doing is like it's for the PG and the, it's for the commercial side, it's for the sponsorships, it's 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 basically corporate. So we mm -hmm. we did get the corporation uh, during the attitude here. Now we've actually got the real corporation that's kind of like sucking the life out of WWE a little bit more. But, but yeah, so that's my little story. And what about you, Jake? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well. I think me and Sammy have got like same stories about our granddads letting us watch wrestling with them. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like I think one of my friends just like taped that Royal Rumble 2000 off Channel 4. Mm -hmm. That was kind of like definitely the first full like event I'd watched. But then because I used to tape my grandparents on Saturday nights, like they had Sky so I could watch Smackdown every morning <laughs> with my <me> granddad. <laughs> <clears throat> and he saw like taught us because of like i think he'd been watching like world of sport and probably some of the mm. the older stuff like uh hogan and that era mm -hmm. when he would have been probably 
maybe typically too old to watch it but i think i think back then it, like you could watch wrestling mm-hmm. as an adult couldn't you it was like it got it told like... it was for kids when we were young for some reason yeah it wasn't yeah. As, as a taboo type thing because um because like, it was still kfab during the time as well they wouldn't break like mm. behind the curtain like you half the stuff you get told now or you hear about now wouldn't even be dead like mm. look at that look at that interview with uh, dr Death williams when the guy dared to ask if it was fake and he got slapped down <laughs> pretty hard yeah, <laughs> the, yeah come... didn't he like knock him out or something as well and it was like a big thing <laughs> actually didn't like, vader did that as well didn't he like that's most likely he was, <laughs> he was like was um he got like detained and couldn't fly back and it like affected the storylines because he'd like choked some guy like him and the undertaker on like some chat show mm. no, <laughs> I, I know saying. what you mean yeah I, it's, I, I... it's just grabbing him saying does this feel fake does that feel fake yeah because it is like say even though like say breaking the fourth wall here the the, the finishes are predetermined but to do in the ring what they do, it's mm. nowhere fake. Like, I wouldn't like getting slapped in the face or hit as hard as I do. And you can see the welts and even when they run the ropes as well, the mm-hmm. bruising it leaves off, off there. I know you build calluses and stuff like that, but Jesus, I'm a so- soft little chubby boy that would not like that. <laughs> so, but yeah, sorry, Jake. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's like the only other thing I was going to say is like my granddad sort of like taught us like how wrestling all works, if you know what I mean. Like, he never, like, said it was fake or anything. Um, But it's just you kind of, you got to learn, like, how it works, haven't you? Like, like, oh, this this character does this. You know, this guy's the bad guy. We don't like him. But, you know, he's not really a bad guy. (laughs) Like, you know, that type of thing. Um, So you are okay to like the bad heel if it's, like, a good wrestler that you want to (laughs) see more of. Um, But, yeah, I think that's, like, a a big part of wrestling, sort of getting into, like, the the half backstage. Like, Mm -hmm. that's why it's so interesting, I think, because there's, like, there's like the fake world and then there's the real world that feeds into the fake world where you hear about all the backstage dramas and like this guy hates this guy and that's why yes. this match happened because you know triple h was trying to bury someone usually that <laughs> 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 sounds about right it's just right now it just feels like all the illusion that was that made it so special is broken mm-hmm. yeah i was just about to say like about like you were saying like royal rumbles like i think like i've like fallen out of love with that match format because you can tell who's gonna win now yeah mm. whereas when i was a kid i was either too dumb to pick up on it or they hit it a little bit better like mm. about who was actually going to win probably yeah. half and half yeah <laughs> <laughs> <Only joking. laughs> cool what about you sammy we'll let you finish we all we all know my story if you've listened to this podcast you will know i think i've mentioned it a few times now my grandfather got us into wrestling at a young age um and it just i've loved it ever since but it's not something that I would say I'm continuously on all the time apart from a period um poor when the rock like exploded mm-hmm. like exploded out like I want to say nowhere but it, that's not the case um and it was Triple H and the rock just back and forth and it was the, the greatest moment mm-hmm. in wrestling for me mm-hmm. um and it's been me it's been in my life all my life Mm-hmm. but it's not something like I kind of like I can come in and out of it and be totally fine with that but yeah. I love going back to the even now going back to the attitude era and just looking at what we thought was acceptable <laughs> as storylines yeah. because as, a, as nearly as a 40 year old woman I'm kind of like hmm hmm that, questionable <laughs> that, that was like a question that sort of just came up with there when like uh, Grant was chatting but like can you remember like 
the one moment that made you like stop watching wrestling like oh this is too much um like for me uh, yeah for me it was eugene when like they brought that character in sort of yeah. in the mid 2000s yeah um That's and so I, I totally understand what they were trying to do but mm-hmm. i think like it just made me uncomfortable even as like a teen and it was just kind of like i just kind of left it and so it didn't mm. go back to like 2012 ish mm-hmm. time 2013 yeah it yeah. was the it was the um when they started going PG for me, that's mm-hmm. not that's not my wrestling. That's not how I see wrestling. And I'm still not a hundred percent okay with it. Yeah. Um yeah. that was about my time. I think for me when I thought it went to so bad taste is when um I think Kane was um I'm trying to think of his name now. Snickspear was. Uh, oh, is uh, it the leader? Leader storyline. Uh, yeah, oh, where, where, and, he, and the drop kicked a like. A, well, the vendor of drop kicked a baby. Maybe. Um. And but it was yeah, he like not. He like knocked her off the apron, like knocked mm. leader off the apron, and that was supposed to be the the lost baby incident. Which, mm-hmm. yeah, that's not a good idea. It's so bad taste. <laughs> yeah. Like, how many things has leader been in that is so bad taste? That yeah. edge. Oh, when you saw when you when you saw all of when it wasn't meant to say all of later, but you saw all of later. (laughs) Yes. Oh, the rated R superstar gimmick and wrestling something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, bless Grant's frozen. I've got it. (laughs) Um, I guess Donna hasn't had a a fallen out moment yet, or have you seen anything that you've kind of just like checked out on and been like, "This is awful. I'm turning off." Type of thing. Well, mine was obviously more recent, but I was kind of zoning in and out of it anyway, but. I kind of got excited when they brought in The Fiend and I was so excited for that and that didn't really go how when I was... And then all the firings and I was just like, oh, I can't be asked with this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, does, it does happen that way, though. It's so it's something so simple that it's like, I'm done with that now. I can just walk away from it. Yeah, oh? I love the Wyatt family, like when they first came in and stuff. Oh. We just had a secret message. Exactly. <laughs> we, what's going on? You know, we can see you. <laughs> No. <laughs> just casually walked in to tell us some um, that Mustafa Ali's asked for his release. Yeah, so I read that today as well. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, Grant, did, what was your like moment? I've noticed you've changed as well into your proper outfit. <laughs> and if you went down with that, I got two words for you. <laughs> no, it's similar to uh, um, Sammy in the fact that um, like coming out of the back of the Attitude Era. Um, everything started to kind of go a little bit stale, um, especially after the WCW takeover mm. and invasion and that kind of thing. And the, you know, ECW disappearing into the ether. I know obviously WWF bought them out and brought it back and all that kind of thing, but it just started to get too samey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like the absolute insane ridiculousness yeah. of the Attitude Era and the few years after, and I adored Mick Foley. So mm-hmm. when Foley retired, I was like, oh. So do I. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I just, I got bored of it. Yeah. It's, there was nothing entertaining about it for me anymore. No, it, it, it seemed to be going like round in circles, like especially when the storylines were the thing. I think going back as well to what Jake said about Uncomfortable, I remember what, because I say, as a huge Mixter fan, um, <laughs> Seeing his match with The Rock, uh, was it Survivor Series? I can't remember the thing where where I think there was twi- when the uh, handcuffed. I quit Mc- match. I quit match when he handcuffed Mick Foley's <laughs> arms behind his back, and I think there was twenty six or twenty seven 
Unprote- unprotected head, head uh, headshots mm-hmm. with a chair at the head, and it was so unnecessary. And especially like when you watched uh, the documentary afterwards, the Beyond the Match, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and seeing what was not planned. Uh, even again, I know the Rock gets a lot of uh, good press for being a nice guy, mm-hmm. but the fact that he didn't go and see Mick afterwards to see if he was all right. Yeah, that's not good. It's and, not sportsmanship. Yeah, and seeing Mick's family's reaction as well kind of had an impact on us. Um, mm-hmm. like, His sons were at the front row, weren't they? Son and daughter, right? There's no one yeah. there. Oh, yeah. wow. And both of them were just because they thought he was dead. They thought he killed him. So, but didn't it, they have to fake that I quit as well? Like, that was completely fake. That wasn't him saying it. They had to do a voice because they had well, to stop the match. No, no, no. It was meant was to be. Of... It, was, it was supposed to be the new screw job that we wanted to reenact the Montreal screw job so that was going to be the storyline but after that on the state that Mick was in the cut the, the cut it the next day so um the, I don't think he ever wrestled the rock again after that I could be wrong but I don't think they had a match after that didn't the, not the rock and stock connection happen after that I don't know if that was before or after because this is yeah, uh, the fourth WrestleMania 2000 mate uh, the fatal four-way match. Yes, that's yeah. right. Mac Man in every yeah. corner. Abs- well, yes. you see, that was Mick Foley and not Mankind. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Mankind I'm... never wrestled him again. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I know I, I read um, an interview Mick did that uh, it was one of these returns that he was coming back to WWE and they were going to have a have him with The Rock. And they went, oh, well, what storyline can we do? Because we've done so many great storylines. He went, well, well, I'll just play back the tape and say, look, this is what happens. And he didn't come back and say it. And The Rock said no because that would kill any type of career he would have if he pointed that out to people like in the wrestling world he went and he, he apologized to Mick apparently and said look I didn't realize I did this happened but we can't do that storyline so that's why uh, they didn't have like the return match or something like mm-hmm. that um on, it's understandable. on, on Mick's many returns but it's, <laughs> I'd say there's a lot of dark stories with like say the wrestling industry I know uh, just by watching the documentary that's been coming out, I think there's three seasons, like the dark side yeah. of the ring. Oh, some of the it's... some of the episodes are so hard to watch. Like, yeah. um, I, 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 I get scared to call it entertaining because it's it's real life and yeah, it's... it's stuff. But these people, like, they're not they look like super, superheroes, but they, they kind of must think of it themselves as that way as well. So it mm. must change the way they think and how they act in normal life because. Um, I know, I think uh, Grant and Donna Hughes both said you've been watching them recently. Um, like, say, I don't know what kind of impression did you get from them as well? Um, there's a few episodes that actually make, made me cry. Like, I think I cried like four times during the uh, Brian Pillman episode. They are, mm-hmm. they are really hard to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Brian Pillman one was That's... so sad. I think they've done, was it a two-episode of that two one? Two-episode one, they had to, though, because oh, yeah. there was so much to cram in. The mm-hmm. one that got me the most was Jake the Snake and Rotten Robin, which I did had no idea that was his sister. Um, mm-hmm. That It just, if you want to know about Jake, like you can literally watch Docs, um, Beyond the Mat, and then that, and then the resurrection of Jake Snake, and you've got his whole life and an explanation for him. Mm-hmm. Someone is someone okay? <laughs> <laughs> is it just a dog? <laughs> Sorry, so bear you, with me a moment, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got like a, a timeline of Jake the Snake's like life, really, and an explanation yeah. for for him. Mm-hmm. Now he's back in AEW, being a, a manager. So 
Excellent. Yeah. I, I just want to see nothing but good things for that man. Yeah, yeah. He's looking well in the AEW as well. Um, he's, it's not like a return of like when the Ultimate Warrior came back and started spouting off really weird stuff. Like I remember the <laughs> W when he come back in WCW when they had him when he was supposed to be going to f- fight against Hulk Hogan, and he mm-hmm. came in and done a fifteen or twenty minute promo just talking about the most weirdest stuff with Hulk and Kevin Nash standing there just like trying to act scared, but, <laughs> but then they kept they kind of ended up looking like bored after it as well. But, um, Did you ever yeah. hear the uh, the Ultimate Warriors motivational tapes? Um, oh. He brought out like this um, like this motivational self help program and what have you, but mm-hmm. there was nothing to it. It was literally just audio tapes of the Ultimate Warrior screaming abuse at you for you to play while you were uh, working okay. out or oh, anything wow. like that. I want to hear this. Come on. I think um, I think what what Paul was saying applies very well to the Ultimate Warrior. Like, I think he genuinely believed he was some kind of supernatural yeah. alien warrior thing. Yeah. Um, you'd hear stories about him being like really weird backstage as well, because like apparently he wasn't a nice guy and didn't mm. like make no. any friends basically but like he was so serious about his workout he would like go to the cafeteria grab like a bunch of cookies and like smash them into dust and just like inhale the dust like that was his dessert oh my god <laughs> i know the dark side of the ring episode of him really like mm-hmm. i got a shock yeah that's not yeah. how i expected that man to be like i, I know i expected something mm. crazy but not outside of the ring crazy if that yeah. makes yeah. sense Oh no! The best sto- Ultimate Warrior story I ever uh, heard about. Did you ever hear about his interaction with Andrea the Giant? No. So basically, they had a, a like because they do like a, a a time where they pair people up to fight in house shows and stuff for a, a certain length of time. So I think they had a six week run against each other, and each like for the first two weeks, uh, Ultimate Warrior was, like big moves was the running clothesline and the big splash mm. and for the first two weeks he because one of the tricks what andrea the giant likes to do was to show you size and show you thing was to stumble and fall on the middle rope and Bill the warrior kept on trying to knock him through so he hit him was hitting andrea the giant as hard as he's calm and uh someone was telling sorry i've done the whole andre the giant accent which i'm not going to do because it was like a mixed french canadian type thing he was <laughs> just like hey brother um hit me like that again one more time I'm gonna hit you, and all the warriors get. Oh, sorry, man. Sorry, man. It's, it's just the persona. It's just the persona because you're not gonna talk shit to Andre the Giant. No. Jesus Christ, his hand was the size of most <laughs> people's head. Um, and he did it the next night. Wrestling, same thing. Come up this uh, to the clothesline. Boom! Hits Andre the Giant. So the Andre the Giant goes right. Didn't even move. Didn't flinch. And just goes. You know when he does the slap. He yeah. Didn't, didn't use the hand. He used his full fist. And hit him right in his chest, and the ultimate warrior went down and couldn't get up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then for the next for the period period of the next match, they were the supposed to be looking like the worst clotheslines ever made because the ultimate warrior barely even touched Andre <laughs> after that. Wow. <laughs> it's very similar to like um Chris Jericho and Goldberg. It's like the stories I've heard from like when Chris Jericho just was like, I've had enough. I can't take any more of mm. this pitiful wrestling that I'm getting. I'm going for it. I'm just doing it. I think the, <laughs> yeah, I think the Jericho one was always quite good because <clears throat> I think with WCW, like the trouble that was he had, he couldn't do anything about it because Goldberg mm-hmm. ran the show. Yeah. But when he came to WWE, this was Jericho's house and 
Jericho built himself up from mid card. Well, he started mm. at the top, went to mid card, and then went back to like being one of the top stars. And when Goldberg finally came in, they were on a level playing field. Mm-hmm. Goldberg started coming in, throwing his big jock around, and Jericho took him down and beat the shit out of him. I've heard backstage fights broke out between the two of them, and mm-hmm. Jericho manhandled him. Mm-hmm. You don't fuck with the Canadians, man. No. You never <laughs> fuck with the Canadians when it comes to wrestling. <laughs> no, not at all. Tie you up in a knot. To be fair, though, because Jericho doesn't look the biggest guy. Nah. But like, I heard, like, the one most recently when he was doing the run with WWE, um, he pinned Brock Lesnar up against the wall for what he did to Randy Orton. And Brock Lesnar. Imagine that. But Brock Lesnar just turned around and went, Yeah, either kiss me or punch me. <laughs> but, but, um, because, like, say, when because it was a shoot where Brock Lesnar used legitimate uh, elbows to uh, Orton's head and mm-hmm. cut him open, open to yeah, I saw match. that. It was one of the yeah. most brutal things I've seen in a while. Yeah. But um, like backstage, Jericho didn't know it was a uh, actual work. They thought mm-hmm. Lesnar took uh, liberties with him, and he'd lost his shit with Lesnar. And Lesnar's like ultimate fighter. He knows how to fight, but Jericho had the balls to go say right. Let's go, son. <laughs> but uh, he's not scared. That's the that's the the terrifying part of Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. He's not scared of anyone. Can I just say before we go any further, Charlotte's just made a little comment in the in the chat saying Jake looks like a commentator. He needs a cowboy hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Look at him in half. <laughs> e, Jr's commentary though, like just take a second to appreciate how did that man get through a whole episode of maybe a two-hour program and not lose his voice the only time i've heard him lose his voice is at the end of wrestlemania 17 when like austin joins mcmahon yeah and, like at the end oh, of that God. when he's when he's shouting like it's proper it's he's proper losing it like <laughs> just being yeah. like he signed a seal with the devil himself and all that stuff <laughs> <Real snake>. <laughs> <laughs> i love him good old gr I know we were talking about uh, this before uh, we, we came on live, but I thought it would be a quite a good topic because we've all seen different things happen during like wrestling and stuff. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite botch? Like miss, like <laughs> thing that hasn't went, what's went wrong, and being you can tell clearly it hasn't yeah. went wrong. Can uh, I go? Can I yeah. go first? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, it's just because it's at the top of my head, and it's not something I should be laughing at because it was absolutely atrocious what happened, and it was a. a it was a very bad mistake on Brie Bella's part when she did the yes kicks to Liv Morgan and she knocked her out on the second kick right. and kept going. No. <laughs> and she was she was literally her if you if you can see Liv Morgan pulling her head back, her eyes are rolling in the back of her head. And Brie, at the position that she's in, could clearly see that, mm. but she still kept she's kicked her two more, two, three more times. And then Liv just slumps to the floor and doesn't move. And Brie doesn't know how to react. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah. an awful thing to watch. But Brie jumping through um, ropes doing a suicide dive and botching them. Is, and I love Brie Bella. I love the Bella twins. But <laughs> the, that is, that, that's the funny one. Liv Morgan's was not funny. And Brie really took a beating for that one. Cool. Yeah. No, I just, it's because of literally the top of my brain. Uh, mine was probably the, well, quite one of the most dangerous because I thought he'd been killed. Uh, Brock Lesnar shooting star press uh, versus Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. Uh, he over well, he didn't rotate as much and he landed on his face. Uh, from oh, Kurt. 
No, Brock Lesnar. Oh, right, okay. Oh, Cause he, God. Because he didn't, he hadn't done the move in, like, on live WWE TV. He'd done it in, uh, it was OEW or OWA before it became yeah. NXT. <laughs> OVW, yeah. OVW, that Florida was the one. Thing, yeah. Um, he would do it every week on there and hit it. It was, like, the big shining moment of Brock Lesnar, like, this big hulking guy that looked, well, if you were looking at a Hulk, if you want to make a Hulk movie and not use CGI, you would use Brock Lesnar. Uh, although three ignore again, but yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, he'd done the shooting star press and he was during the big grandest day of them all and he landed front on his face and he was knocked unconscious. And Kurt Angle had to actually carry him through the match to get the end because Brock Lesnar did not know where he was. But, yeah. yeah, didn't he like break his neck a bit or something? I, I, I think it was his jaw, neck, yeah. uh, but he oh did. Oh my god! There's some damage he did, but if you think of it, if they said if he didn't, if he wrote, hadn't rotated as well, as much as he did, he's, he would have just crushed his head, mm. and he was banned from doing that move. I think um, there was only was it afterwards Paul? What's he called? London. Paul London. That was allowed to do the move after after him. I think. Yeah, but you'll notice, like when when London did it, he would drag them pretty close to the corner because, like, a reverse backflip moving forward isn't like the easiest thing mm-hmm. to do. Um, but I think like Brock yeah. Lesnar tried when like Kurt Angle was like in the middle of the ring almost, and he almost got there, which is mm-hmm. impressive. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I think Billy Kidman used to do the shooting star press as well, yeah. and he did the same thing where it was mm-hmm. more of an upward motion mm-hmm. than like a frog splash going out. So you've got. The yeah. to get the yeah you've the got the momentum foot. to get to where you need to be and now you've got dudes who'll do like shooting star presses like to like standing on the floor to like an opponent line on the floor and stuff like that <laughs> they don't even need the height anymore i know this it's it's i've watched too much butch yeah. just so yeah. many. um one of my favorites um okay i'll go I'll have two physical botch and then a promo botch. <laughs> um, so my first physical one is that Nia Jax one, which she lands on oh her ass. <laughs> she just shouts my hole right, right into the camera. <laughs> um, that's pretty great. And I don't think she was that hurt, so you can laugh at it, I think. <laughs> um, my favorite like um, promo botch, though, I think it was um, Owen Hart. He was like saying something really serious. Um, I can't remember who to. And he just goes like, and that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. <laughs> and just ends the promo. <laughs> oh, bless. Can we just take some appreciation for oh, Owen Hart? You've mentioned him now. Oh, yeah. That, that guy was talented. Um, I know it. I know it's probably a bit controversial to say, but I'd probably say more than his brother. I'm really oh, sorry. Hundred percent. But... He would have been bigger than Brett. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he was doing like high flying, like high technical stuff before it was popular and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And apparently, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Apart from he's like apparently a notorious prankster, so not everyone probably liked him no. backstage. <laughs> he was supposed to be renowned for changing people's uh, flight tickets and stuff like that, or oh, pretending God. to be, or, or pretending <laughs> to be like the flight and say, "Oh, you, you." Your flight's been moved two hours and stuff. Then when they turned up the airport, the flights have already gone and stuff. Yeah, it, <laughs> wouldn't he like? Wouldn't he do like the hotel like wake up call thing to do that as well? So you'd just be getting a hotel like a hotel call, and you're like, oh, I've got to go. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, apparently, like everything was for his family. I know I've I've seen. Did they do a dark side of the ring on Owen, or is this just a documentary I've seen? I, I think they have done one on Owen. Yeah, because yeah. like you said, because yeah. it was the Blue Blazer thing that. Yeah. Uh, thing but i know 
um, he's because his wife refuses to do it, uh, uh, anything with WWE now, but yeah. she still blames them totally. Which I don't blame her. They she took should. her husband away from her. Yeah, but she's starting to do stuff with AEW now as well, isn't she? The Owen, the Owen Hart Foundation they had like an advert the other week. So yeah, like they're doing like charity stuff with them, I think. So mm. that's is, nice at least. <clears throat> this is what I'll never understand. I am a huge Natty Nine Hart fan. I really mm. do like her. I think she's the, the the talent that that woman's got is just not utilized enough. I do not understand where her loyalty to that business comes from. I really don't. They didn't exactly treat her dad great. The our uncle died in their care. Mm-hmm. And she still, to this day, works her ass for, for nothing. Well, not for nothing. We'll do the Shane McMahon dance. Money, money, money. <laughs> they, um, they, yeah. even, they even made fun of her when she first showed up as well, because they gave her a gimmick where she kept farting backstage. It's like, yeah. what is that? Like, yeah. why are you doing that to someone from, like, the Nightheart family? Yeah, um, she's royalty in wrestling. But, like, wrestling-wise, like, she was always my favourite, like, in WWE, uh, female wrestler-wise, because, mm-hmm. like you say, she was just, like, the most reliable. Like, you could always mm-hmm. count on it to, like, drag someone else through a match if she had to or have, like, an mm-hmm. amazing match with someone on her level. And, <laughs> and she had she, to. And, and she was stunning as well. I know, not talking about physical attributes, like, say, for a last in... Like, like I say, let's be honest. In the in the Hart family, has no right to be like her dad. Wasn't mm. the prettiest of blokes. And no, he wasn't. Was he was. <laughs> he wasn't. Bless yeah. him. But well, yeah. even like they didn't even give like a dad um, his own Hall of Fame, did they? It had to be with Brett. Like they couldn't just do too, it on his own. He's a bit too messy. <laughs> yeah, he is a bit of a live wire, wasn't he? In real he? life. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't really like his views again. With a lot of the wrestlers' views, it's hard hard to take now, as uh, it's probably been well documented, not just like say in other podcasts or in things mm-hmm. as well. It's not really worked. But uh, moving on to uh, like say moving on to the same subject, kind of. So Grant, what was your favorite uh, like botch uh, or well, mistake? Botches, I've got a couple. Uh, the one that was the most heartbreaking for us, there was a hardcore match between Rob Van Dam and Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. Um, in the early 2000s, it was at one of the big pay-per-views. And mm-hmm. I adore Rob Van Dam. He's probably, with the exception of Mick Foley, he's probably my favourite wrestler of all time because I like the guys that can take the bumps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like the guys that make it look like they've nearly died every time you hit them. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> they went for a big spot at the end of that match and completely screwed it up. Mm-hmm. Um uh, RVD is supposed to do the Van Daminator off the top rope while mm. Jeff Hardy is swinging from the belt because it's a ladder right. match. Yeah. And he's not swinging hard enough and he just completely misses the Van Daminator. Mm. Um, as far as brutal ones is concerned, there was a match between Kurt Angle and Shane McMahon at around the same time. Oh, I still remember that. Uh, <laughs> the King of the Ring one. You know which one I'm talking yeah. about, where he's trying to belly the belly him through the window and the window won't break. <gasps> Oh and yes, my just, just gets getting dropped on his head over and over and <laughs> I've over. I've still got again. the mental image when he hits the window and just and slides, it just slides down. down. Yeah. <laughs> I, I loved that as a kid because I've always hated Shane McMahon and any <laughs> all of the McMahons. <laughs> well, the other one, just briefly for a kind of promo, he one is another McMahon hater. One is that moment when I think it was about '98 when Vince McMahon comes running down to the ring. He slides under the bottom rope and he tore all of his quadricep muscles. It wasn't. So it, was, to do... it was like 2003. It was I think 2003. It was, it was John Cena. Was John Cena. Batista. Yeah, it was John Cena and Batista, and he literally he shatters his um, 
what are they in his ankles like no, completely no, gone it's, it's his quads he does because he had to get them uh, replaced yeah. But he, he had, had to, to sit in the corner, didn't he? That. Yes, and yeah, be like just so much. The corner doing all of these verbal. Like, oh but apparently God, that wasn't God. planned, though. That 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 him running down wasn't supposed to happen. He was that pissed that the way was. the match ended that he came down and he wanted to restart it because nobody was listening to him through his headset. Yeah, <laughs> that's even funnier. I didn't know that. <laughs> I think the earlier one was Triple H's uh, quad snapping. Oh, when he, when he, um, oh God, when he was, I remember that. When yeah, he was doing that... the pedigree on the table, wasn't it? Oh, it's um, it was when it was when Austin had gone evil. They had their two man power trip, and they had a tag team between like Chris Benoit, Jericho, and them two. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he blew out both his quads. Somehow managed to finish the match. He's <laughs> hard. He was... He's hard as fuck. That's why. <laughs> yeah, but that's basically why he wasn't around for the invasion sort of angle at all. It's good for him though, isn't it? Really, that he wasn't there for that. <laughs> Because what he an absolute uh, crown jewel match as well, didn't he? The mm. him and, yeah, um, he and Shawn Michaels versus the Brothers of Destruction. He tore his pectoral muscle. Right off the, it was um, right off the bone as well. Yeah, oh, yeah no. just kept going. The man is hard as nails. He is. He is, and he's blessed his heart. He's literally blessed his heart. He's just had major heart surgery, hasn't he? Yeah, just before Christmas. And he's lost his NXT role as well. Bless him. He's it's losing what, everything. Mm. He's lost all of his men. It's, um, well, well, not it doesn't have anything. He's been kind of moved to one side because Bruce Pritchard's been put in 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 charge of NXT now. Why so it's, not Pritchard? You know, why? So we've got to get puppies again. So. Oh, God, it's just going to go backwards, isn't it? I think yeah. honestly, I think Triple H for NXT, what he did for NXT is what was needed in WWE for such a long time. But, such a but, long time. But the problem is, it wasn't making any money. <clears throat> as good as it was, I know, I know. As good and as it was, it's what what the but, main game is in this. Yeah, and Donna, so I know you've been quiet there, bless you. So, what have you got? Mm-hmm. Any favorite botches? Um, actually, yeah, one of them was actually going to be Nia Jax as well. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> my hole. <laughs> oh, I, I want to hear you shout it. Just shout it, just for one time. <laughs> 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 okay, so you'll come on and do that amazing intro and shout, but now you won't shout my hole. <laughs> uh, that would have been a sound bite we could have kept. That would have been amazing. <laughs> that would have been the opening of the podcast, just Donna shouting my hole. <laughs> Especially on that couch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sorry. Sorry, Donna. <laughs> um, yeah. The other one was actually an entrance, and um, I still laugh at this, but it's Titus O'Neil sliding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so funny. Like, I just couldn't stop laughing. I couldn't watch anything. I was laughing the whole time. After. <laughs> I love it because they announced us to stop breakdown and laughing as well. But then Vince McMahon must have thought it was hilarious because he's had replay after replay after yeah. replay. <laughs> and you know he's pressing that button in the back. <laughs> Oh, was... how did we not talk about the Shockmaster? <laughs> the Shockmaster. Do you remember that one? That was no. WC, yeah. Oh, oh, with the big helmet on. With the Stormtrooper helmet. And he runs think... out and just falls down. I think it was Tugboat in, yeah. inside. Um, but yeah, like the uh, Davy Boy Smith's on commentary and you just hear him go like, he just fell on his ass. Because <laughs> <laughs> he just comes through the wall, but like the bottom doesn't break. So he just like walk, like trips straight over. <laughs> and he puts his helmet on, but he puts it on like slightly to his skiff. And he's like... <laughs> But yeah, it was like it was like a sparkly uh, stormtrooper yeah, helmet, wasn't it? It, was it literally huge. was, yeah. Didn't it look like um, him from Spaceballs, um, Darth Helmet? And it's just coming out and just falling. Like rhinestone, yeah. Yes. Um, I remember that. 
one of the ones <coughs> I want to call me. out as well, it was quite recent as well. Um, it was just, like I said, trying to watch, uh, well, trying to get into AEW, but one of the, there's been two big botches I've, I've watched, because I know that it's a starting company, so try not to judge too much. The one where the Dark Order uh, take take over and start, uh, like, start fighting everyone. There's one of the people that's on top of, like, I've forgotten who it was, and he's just throwing punches, but he's just punching thin air. And the person's just standing there like, but like, he's not even aiming. He's just like, and the camera's like right on him, but it's like really bad. And it got mocked quite a bit for that. But um, <laughs> the, big, the big match with um, uh, what, uh, Moxley and was it Eddie Hardy? Kingston. Eddie, Eddie Kingston, where it was yeah. a bomb match. And it was supposed oh. to be this big explosion that was going well, It wasn't Eddie Kingston, that was fun. It was uh, Moxley versus. Kenny Omega, and, right? Uh, Kenny Kingston was supposed to come in and make the save because Mox was lying down in the middle of the ring and the bomb was going down and it was ticking and he lied over him to protect him from the bomb and it was just like pff, a little <laughs> bit of smoke and it was like it killed him, they dead and both of them lied, and both of them lied there like this big massive explosion but you can just <laughs> see on Moxley's face how how angry he was <laughs> afterwards. Yeah, that definitely would piss him off because he's uh, <laughs> he's well known for like not liking sort of fake things. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> how good was Shawn Michaels at selling stunners though? Or selling any move in that in that fact? Mm-hmm. He was yeah. the ultimate ultimate um I can say a seller, shall we say yeah, for well, any type of what was the match where he was really pissed off with someone? Was it Hulk, Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. And he just over exaggerated yeah. every move. I absolutely love that match so much. Yeah, because yeah, it was a story I deserved cause... it as well. Because <laughs> yeah. there was supposed to be the three matches. Sorry. I was just going to say the thing with Michael selling because a guy that gets criminally underrated and how well he sells his moves is Marty Jannetty. Mm-hmm. And obviously Marty was the older of the Rockers and, mm-hmm. you know, Shawn Michaels was kind of learning from him through the time. When you look at the feud... That led to the 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 barbershop. I rewatched that recently, and I'd forgotten just how much of a ragdoll Marty Jannetty mm. was with every single move that hit him. He's the man mm. was made out of rubber. I was I, I still love Marty. Like the Rockers were the like I, I, that, when I was getting into wrestling, them and Legion the Doom were the two tag teams that I used to pay most attention to. Um, but again, right on the point, Marty Jannetty was a phenomenal athlete. Just shame he was such a horrible person that's probably why uh, <laughs> yeah. um, oh, was he i don't know oh. too much about him was he was he a horror we done we done an well, interview last year, year. yeah he done an interview was it yeah, last year i don't know what paul's gonna say but he yeah. said he, he said he killed someone because he... oh, okay <laughs> so that to the point oh, where the police are, about. Uh, that the police actually oh, investigate sorry you gone grant are you still there i think i've <laughs> sorry i think i've got some delay going on <laughs> I'll shut up, Paul. Go for it. <laughs> no, it's the same. Uh, yeah, he, he came out and done a podcast interview where they were talking about things, and he, he was he was either high as a kite, and he was telling them that, oh yeah, I was down at this barn. This guy kept on eyeing us up, so I took him outside and killed him and threw him in a river. And sounds like a gentleman. <laughs> so that it, when they got pro, like it got released because he didn't say, oh you can't, uh, you can't mm. like, stupidly he didn't say, oh can you cut that bit out. <laughs> So um, the police actually investigated it because they actually believed them, but it was meant to be bullshit. But um, who would go on like a, something like that and say something like that to, to the point just to get a bit of attention? 
Marty Jannetty, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Hayes is well known for those tall tales as well about oh, like Michael all Hayes. the all their adventures in the bars and stuff like that. That probably didn't happen. <laughs> Who put Michael Hayes's ponytail off on the plane ride from hell? Because that really tickled the life out X- of me. X Pac, Sean, Sean, amazing. I he would have hated X-Pac. that as well, wouldn't he? <laughs> he would have absolutely despised it. I have so much time for Sean Waltman. Like, is it Sean Waltman? Yeah. Yeah. I know he's a, he's a mess. Like there's no doubt about it. And he, as a wrestler, I never rated him at all. But if you listen to him on um, Sam, oh Jake, do you know who it is? The guy with the curly hair. He, I can't think of what his name is. It's Sam something, and he he does a lot of wrestling podcasts. Mm-hmm. And with hit with them um, X Pac on, and he's so honest. Mm-hmm. Like possibly maybe to a fault, but it just makes him really like. And like endearing, like I, I kind of like warm to him a lot. He's yeah. very honest with his he relationship. Was, he <laughs> was like an amazing wrestler because he was like the guy that you would get put against in sort of like one of your first matches as kind of like the test of the WWF at the time style. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like like you say though, he just uh, he liked his drugs and stuff. He did. <laughs> now he just loves his dog because his dog goes <laughs> everywhere with him in a little baby carrier. Because that's the kind of person he is now. But he was just honest and honest with his relationship with China. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he admitted his faults. Um, he's just, it's, I really like, I've got a lot of time for him. His interviews yeah. are really interesting. And he's been around like through a lot of eras. He's mm. he's probably seen more than like anyone in like the WWF and sort of still been a wrestler. <laughs> I feel sorry for him in a way because some of the gimmicks he was given was absolutely horrendous. Oh. When he went to the NWO, he was six, wasn't it? Because he was a sixth men- member. Um, <laughs> like he started out as the one, two, three kid. Yeah. Um, and then got X-Pac, which was kind of stayed with him for like, but it kind of like doesn't have his own persona. He just gets put into any type like a bracket. Yeah, yeah, because he was like he had like DX. He just used to wear the DX brand, and he didn't like have much of his own thing going on. No, um, until X Factor. <laughs> to be fair though, he had the he had the worst finisher in the world. Oh, like, oh the Bronco Buster. Yeah, well, he just the, now the Bronco Buster was his tail, but he used oh. to just grab people's head, jump in the end, sit down, and push the head like on the floor. It mm-hmm. kind of looked stupid. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that's a move a lot of females use now. <laughs> but, um, but going back to what you were saying about the Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan match, because I remember like the, the aftermath of that, because was that the time when Hogan had a bit of creative control of, of his contracts and stuff? So the, the deal was supposed to be uh, there was going to be a three match deal where it was going to be Hogan versus uh, Michaels. Hogan was going to get put over. Then it was going to be a second one where Hogan was going to do the same to Michaels, put him over, and then do a third one. Like to put uh, to like to finish it off to put mm-hmm. uh, Hogan over as as the as the winner. Mm-hmm. After uh, the day before the first match, Hogan went, "Hey brother, <laughs> I, I'm not going to do any. I'm not going to do it for you. So all these matches, I want to win." Oh, right. So Shawn Michaels went, okay, we're not having three matches because he had still, he had, he, well, Shawn Michaels has a lot of pull with Vince McMahon. Went, mm-hmm. fair enough, we'll have one match, you can win, and then we're done. I don't want anything to do with you again. And during the match, that's when Michaels went super selling mode. And like, honestly, genius. honestly, if you if you watch it, watch it on YouTube, it's hilarious. Like Hogan punches him and he bounces on the floor, bounces up, goes straight, like full Ric Flair walking. <laughs> Glances off the floor, hit the ropes, and falls on the floor again. It's just <laughs> and Hogan's normally just stand there going, like shit. You said, like, what the fuck's going on? 
he's just being Shawn Michaels. That's what's going on because Shawn really brings the funny to that match. It is hilarious to watch. And if that's how Hogan went on with them, I, I get it. And I'm totally on Shawn's side. And I wouldn't say that a lot about Shawn Michaels because mm-hmm. he, he does come with a lot of baggage. Yeah. I think Shawn Michaels, after like the match with The Undertaker, where he kind of broke his back, um, and he went away from wrestling for about, was it 10 years? Or was it not even that? Um, and he, I think he came back to, versus uh, Triple H, but he was a completely different person because he tried to come back a few times and he was heavily on drugs and mm. uh, made mistakes. But I'll give him give me his due. He was loyal to Vince because he could have went yeah. to any, any promotion. <gasps> like WCW mm-hmm. would have begged for like a Shawn Michaels. But... Um, there's been yeah, a few yeah. fallen outs with like the big stars. Like I know Shawn Michaels. Uh, have you seen the aspect where where he hurt his back with the Undertaker? Yeah, because it was during a casket match. He got through over the top and he hits it. it. Looks so innocuous, but it kind of put his back out of kilter. But I know he lost. Well, the set he's lost his smile. Um, <laughs> Stone Cold took the ball and went home when the t- when they said, "Are you putting over Brock Lesnar?" on a Raw match, and he refused. He said, "This is a pay per view match," and they went, "No, no, we're just going to put the young kid over." And Stone Cold said basically fuck no. off <laughs> yeah he just didn't show up didn't he i don't know if he even said anything he got fined <laughs> heavily for that i've listened to the, the his interview about it and he got heavily fined for it so he says he he says he still stands kind of stands by what he did mm-hmm. but he was very he was okay to hand the money over to <laughs> he didn't <laughs> care he really didn't care but didn't sean like come back as the commissioner for a while until, <laughs> until the courage mcfoley took over <laughs> haven't they all like said everyone's had that role like they had Austin as the sheriff for a bit as well. That was but brilliant. It... <laughs> and he's oh, and he had his little quad bike. Yeah. <laughs> he used to drive around because <laughs> he couldn't be bothered to walk to the ring anymore. <laughs> but um, I was going to ask Donna as well because I know um, there was a post that I, I mentioned to Julian Nile. There was a post on the Facebook group the other day about um, actually wrestling training. Uh, I don't know where it's supposed to be. I think it's in Stockton or something, is it? Um, I think it was Newcastle, if I remember. Newcastle, was it? Because I, I, I saw that you were going to interest. So are, are we actually going to get uh, Donna Yeoman? Uh, uh, do you have your own wrestling name picked out yet? Or <laughs> I don't know if I'm doing it, to be fair, but um, she said I can pop along. So I'm thinking about going to the class on the Tuesday, which is at 7 o'clock, and kind of having a look. Because I'm nervous about the idea of it, but... I'm more about that time. idea, so yeah, I, I might just go along and see what it's like. Why not? What have you got to lose? Say, like, just see if you, because see if you're interested, and then you never know. You might, you, we, we could have a, a future superstar in our midst. I wouldn't go that far. Like, <laughs> Donna, I'm trying to be nice here, man. <laughs> oh, trying okay. to be encouraging. I would love to say that though, because imagine like say seeing that done on like AEW throwing get big elbows with Brit Baker. Um <laughs> after the thing of the like say I definitely see a page look, maybe get the widow widow maker go all uh, what's she called? Uh, punk's uh, AJ Lee. AJ Lee and stuff. But um <laughs> but again, funny t- that's a good little segue there, because th- that that is to be fair, where WWE is the strong point at the moment mm-hmm. with the female superstars, like the wrestling that they've done i think it started in nxt and definitely. it was like a, definitely a big revolution like um with the four horsewomen shall we say bailey and uh, sasha banks so i don't really get but i, I think a lot of people do like it mm. um charlotte charlotte and um becky, becky lynch, becky lynch the, the man 
but it's interesting to see them going because them are actually being more physical than the males, I think, or taking it more old school with some of the wrestling as well. Oh, definitely. It was Paige who kicked off the revolution. It was Paige's mm-hmm. promo that she did that kicked it all off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was the obviously the joining of Betty Lynch and Charlotte. And, and not, not so much Bailey, sorry, but she wasn't really like, it was really Sasha, Charlotte and Becky who really elevated it because didn't they all get paired off into groups and it just, it start, you started to see what they actually could do as individuals. I think on the main roster, yes, but NXT, no, it was. No, no, no. I watched Bailey's and Sasha's match, the end match, and I was in hysterics at the end. Mm-hmm. Absolute hysterics. Um, Charlotte and Natty's match in NXT, absolutely phenomenal. Watching them two women mm-hmm. um, with history that they have, as in the families that they came from, it was so emotional to watch because mm-hmm. they were using the family's moves. Like, mm. and it was just, it was such so fantastic to see them actually, like, bring it, as opposed cra- to... Yeah, I think it's crazy as well that Charlotte didn't want anything to do with the wrestling business. It was because of what happened to her brother that she got involved. And, yeah. like I said, now look at where she's come from, if that makes sense. Mm, and, yeah, and she's it- overcome a lot. Mm. Yes. But yeah, that was, like, that was, like, a proper golden sort of period for NXT where... You had that going on. I think like Kevin Owens was around at the same time, mm-hmm. like, which obviously like he's not new to like Ring of Honor fans, but I'd never seen any of his stuff before. And he was having those like 60 minute wars with like um, Sami Zayn and stuff mm-hmm. at the same time, like the, the four horse women like matches were going on. So like that was basically the only thing keeping me interested for a while. But as people have said over time, like they kept just taking people out of NXT and mm-hmm. then like wasting them on the main roster so it weakened both of the shows in a kind of way because yeah. you'd be like oh i'm excited like the wyatt family is going to be like on the big show now mm-hmm. and then they would then they would get like they would get beaten but then they were also missing from nxt so you'd lost like a huge presence it's yeah. like a weird yeah. thing that like, they got going what yeah, a waste of talent though when it comes mm-hmm. to um what's his name weird yeah. bright weird bright Bray wyatt yeah yeah no, so no, just... yeah, it, it, like I said, they've got this big monster, like cult, well, cult, hey, mm-hmm. uh, to, like come about. And like some of the promos uh, were amazing. Then what did they do? Feed it to John Cena. Pretty <laughs> much. Gosh. And like um, and like Luke Harper at the time and Eric Rowan could have been something special. Like mm. they're like on the, like Rowan wasn't the best, but he had the size. He had the presence. Had, he had like Luke Harper to learn off. So like they could have been amazing. Like if they'd actually yeah. gave them a chance, but they were just like, no, you're just the weird muscle man. And we're not going to let you do anything in the tag division for some so reason. Wasted, such a waste. And isn't his daddy really famous? famous IRS? No, is that him it is? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Bo, and Bo, what's it called? Oh, that's it. Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas. <laughs> Well, Dallas was his brother as well. I never understood him. Like he was like the top of NXT for a while and I never got why people enjoyed him, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was more to do with the family connection with him. Yeah. But, um, Possibly. But with the, the break, like, as I said, with the, if we're talking about the why, it's like as a missed opportunity. Um I loved when he first when they first came to WWE, like well, sorry, the main roster, because there were it was like, the cult, like as I said, the cult leader and like some of the promos and and the VAs they did, and even the build-up, you knew what was going to happen with him and John Cena. But the build-up, like the VAs, where 
a he's done like a rap video, um, so like with a montage with like uh, Hey John and and like like mm-hmm. it made it entertaining, and he got the crowd to sing. You've got the whole world in your hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then the fed, but then the fed him to John Cena, who of course John Cena on the biggest stage is like killed the career killers like Bray Wyatt, Rusev, never really recovered after facing John Cena at WrestleMania. But what then they did after that thing? No. The wife family starting to pick up, starting to get something. They fed him to the Undertaker. <laughs> the Undertaker Which... lost his lost his streak to Brock Lesnar the year before, and then Aye. just went, "Oh, new 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 up and coming lad." Yeah, Undertaker beats him without really much of an effort. But like, I I, I have no idea why they didn't have Undertaker like pass the torch to Bray Wyatt. Yes, they're effectively the same character in a mm-hmm. roundabout way. And give them like you know like the dead man magic and stuff, and yep. then you can do all that like fun stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And then the Undertaker would have got to like retire on like a high note instead of having like slower and slower matches and, and stuff like that. Just totally <laughs> desecrate his body on the way out as well. That mm-hmm. would have been so magical. But that's the thing, though. I think yeah, with... killed by Goldberg. Yeah, <sighs> that was that was as, as we're talking about it, Jack Hammer. Yeah, yeah, hate that man. I do. But, I really hate that man. Yeah, that was the most uncomfortable match, ex- except from the the year before when they had the tag team, when they brought Shawn Michaels back out of retirement, which they should oh, have done gosh, <laughs> with his bit of cock eye and his uh, bald head. Now <laughs> it, it still cracks me up to this day that that's that the reason he has a, his eye the way it is is because of Chris Jericho. He knocked it that way. <laughs> Didn't know that could happen. Yep, he knocked it. There's a. It, <clears throat> Chris talks on an interview, on his podcast about it, and it's it's the they had a huge feud. I wasn't watching wrestling at the time, mm-hmm. and they had a massive feud, just back and forth. And it was he did he slapped his eye, mm-hmm. basically, oosh, yeah. and knocked it the other way. Oh, was that the feud where they were doing a really weird angle where Shawn Michaels was like teetotal? And like Jericho was like attacking him based on that, and I'm pretty That's sure he like dumped real whiskey on him at some point. And that exactly. was like, and that was real. That like Michaels was an alcoholic, a recovering alcoholic. So whoever said, "Oh, dump real whiskey on him," is has <laughs> got something to answer for. I think, oh. would, I think when they said uh, that the whole Michaels and Jericho angle was uh, them two, like I say, it was all their own ideas as well. Because mm. Michaels had the idea of getting his wife involved, and um, like I say, when. Jericho says I caught caught Michaels to actually hit his wife. That was meant it was meant to miss her, but actually caught her as well. So that was the thing. But Jericho was really proud of that that uh, that, that rivalry he had with uh, Shawn Michaels. But I know we we've definitely talked... blurred the lines. Like if that's what he was going for. <laughs> but uh, I know we've talked a lot about WWE, and like I said, that's probably a lot of our backgrounds as well. Yeah. But like I said, there's a lot more opportunities as well. So has anyone else got any like? Um, shall we say, interest in any other type of, uh, that's not WWE, like even back in the day, like say we're a WCW fan or we're ECW or now, like say we've got Ring of Honor, New New Japan. Um, yeah, Ring of Honor has just dissolved, by the way, and released all of the wrestlers <laughs> a few weeks ago. <laughs> Didn't they have the women's championship match at uh, Impact though, the crown a new uh, Ring of Honor women's champion? Possibly, it's it's quite recent though that I think the company dissolved. Oh, <laughs> what, what happened to TNA? It's, it's still around. Gone. It's, it's just called Impact Wrestling now. Ah, oh, right, um, got you. It's kind of like a bit of a, it's sort of a bit of a weird thing where they share wrestlers between like New Japan and Impact and mm. sort of AEW sometimes. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, 
but yeah like i've definitely like dipped into other areas um there's like quite a few like local sort of indie promotions that are that are pretty good i mean i haven't been any since like pandemic uh, hit. um <laughs> but there's one called uh mew um like i think it's main event wrestling but the the mainly put shows out of like the um the Innisfree Social Club, like near the Metro Station, <laughs> like in is it Long Benton or something? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's pretty fun because it's just like being in like a pub function room <laughs> with cheap pints. <laughs> Same people didn't like be breaking their own necks and stuff. Some indie wrestling. <laughs> um, another one that's um pretty good to check out if you're a fan of um like the female wrestlers is um it's called Eve, like mm-hmm. pro wrestling Eve. It's um like down London again. They just do it in like a bar. But it's like an all women roster and stuff, and a lot of the people from AW sort of came through there um, oh, from time cool. to time. Um, and a couple of like NXT people as well. I can't remember names exactly, but that's pretty fun. Um, I think they've just got like a a website where you can sign up. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've just been mainly into AW because that's kind of like it's kind of like you. the highs of NXT in that golden era, but it's mm-hmm. also like like a little bit of the attitude era touches here and there but just not as offensive <laughs> do you think AEW is the future of wrestling mm. yeah 100 percent. i think if anyone's like tired of wwe that's where they need to to go now because like you're not really good you're never gonna get what you want out of wwe ever mm. again <laughs> no. i think again i'm excited for AEW, and i'm liking what i'm saying but i know we had a little bit of a discussion uh, uh last time about a lot of the wrestlers in AEW are performing moves and doing things that should be match killers or ma- finishing the match, but then they're sitting up like a power bomb off the top of the off off, off the top of the cage, and then <laughs> five seconds later they're sitting up doing a super kick. It's like yep. you've got to build these things, mm. and it's like they're doing finishing move after finishing move. It's kind of like looks amazing, looks impressive, but where do you go after you, you like I say that's the Jeff Hardy effect you have to keep jumping off higher and higher things to get mm. more reactions and now look at him he's he's, a, he's not he's not he hasn't got he, I love Jeff Hardy in, mm. he's a brilliant what he does but he's not he shouldn't be wrestling anymore yeah. Let, let's face it oh, uh, yeah. but he, he's still doing it and it's kind of like getting uncomfortable but like I say I love as, as I said all the different aspects but they've got to learn i know <laughs> that's probably quite condescending for me to say that <laughs> as, as I, i'm not in the rest of business but as a fan yeah as an outsider I'll, it takes that realm of realism out of it for me because mm-hmm. if someone like as i said uh does it gets thrown off the top of a cage like mick foley mm-hmm. you thought he was dead i know he came yeah. back but the injuries and stuff looked well, it was. It was brutal and real. Mm-hmm. These kids are doing it now, and there's not a scratch, and they're just popping up and dancing again five minutes later. They're not selling it mm-hmm. to the point where, the, where before in a wrestling match, if someone worked over a leg, they would limp going up the aisle, and then yeah. they would have a bandage on the next next night. This one, they've like been put through uh, like a like a steel like the the, uh, the football match with uh, Matt Hardy in. Um, like say a team elite versus um, others uh, mm-hmm. in a circle, they were getting run over by golf carts and stuff. Then on the next episode, they're all smiling, going, "Yeah, we're fine." It's it, it it needs to be carried on to tell that story to build mm. the brand and build the legacy. That that's my only issue with 
modern deer wrestling shall we say mm-hmm. yeah like it, it's still like finding its feet mm-hmm. yeah i mean you're right like i you know there was like a match i watched today with um jungle boy and luchasaurus who are a great team where one is a little jungle boy and the other one's a giant luchador in a dinosaur mask that never talks <laughs> he is a dinosaur as far as we're concerned I, <laughs> but, uh, but, um, I, but, I need to know this person but to, sh- but to shout out who jungle boy's dad is though who? who i don't know actually do you not know nah luke perry <laughs> no but way. as in the Luke Perry. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I have, they do call him Jungle Boy Jack Perry, so that, that makes sense. <laughs> Luke Perry's son. <laughs> so you so you knew his surname was Perry. <laughs> <laughs> Never made the connection though. No, no, um, yeah, he's uh, Luke Perry's son. So if you oh. if you get get the pictures going, you're probably looking at him now and he looks the spit yeah. image of his dad. Yeah, it makes sense. But he definitely got dropped on his head many times and kicked out a lot. In the mm. one I watched today from this past Friday, but yeah, the kind of the at the moment they've sort of got it both ways because you do get the odd thing where suddenly like an attack does matter, like in a in a wrestler has to limp off. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think they're just kind of like they they sort of running it like an indie show at the moment where you'd have to get back up the next night, wouldn't you? Because you're in a different town, and mm-hmm. they do like um, so yeah, maybe it's that disconnect where it's like they want to put on the mm-hmm. best show for every town type of thing yeah without... I get that, but I, I get that now but i get what paul's saying it's like mm-hmm. you want to build up the illusion again like if you want wrestling to to be as special as it can be you need that mm-hmm. that kind mm-hmm. of just either like, not saying bring kayfabe back but mm-hmm. just build it up a bit um, and yeah. i've heard some really good things now, i haven't watched ew but i've heard some really amazing things about um daniel bryan brian danielson sorry mm-hmm. um I watched an interview today with um what well, wasn't an interview it was his podcast um Bully Ray and he was saying like he's phenomenal like yeah you can watching him in AEW makes you realize how unappreciated and how unused he was in WWE yeah and, and he's yeah. actually healed now as well which is weird yeah he's like he's like take he's like taking the the path of like I'm just better than everyone type of thing. Like I can submit you in like, you know, 20 different holds. Like <laughs> but that was his original episode. It wasn't it when he yeah, was the, the American, dragon. the American dragon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. When that was come out, but uh, I used to love it when uh, I, I don't know if he did it in WWE, but when the ref used to do the five count, uh, he used to get up to the four, then t- he used to turn around and tell the ref, I've got five. <laughs> yeah, he, he, did he started doing that again. It was yeah, the he... beginning part of his career in WWE when he was kind of cocky just before, you know, when he got sacked for the whole um, <laughs> NXT, NXT yeah, takeover <laughs> thing. And but when he came back, obviously, he he, he, he played the game. Yeah. Um, but if you've read his book, his book is phenomenal. He makes it very clear that he could walk away from them Mm-hmm. And and still go on and have a career and um make a lot of money. He doesn't owe them anything, and they oh, no. don't owe, owe him anything. But the whole keeping him in contract while the, this whole thing with his neck um was absolutely ridiculous. No one the brat the like the the book version I've read of him. I know fine well how hard he would have fought mm-hmm. to get either released yeah. to get away from them. Or to um, to wrestle again. I think it was more to deal with the wrestling side because I think WWE, through past experiences, protect the wrestlers to a degree. Um, not to say that the that the perfect and what the treat, mm. but like I said, they've definitely got a wrestling style. 
Like there's certain mm-hmm. things, there's definitely a lot more moves banned in WWE than any other organization. Yeah. But I think it was more they appreciate what Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryanson oh it's hard, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what to call them. Did did for WWE and then it was kind of like then to a protection. And then yeah. I know he forced his own way back. But some of the highlights, even though he was like doing certain things like on the mics and stuff, but his uh, was it uh, beyond beyond the wasn't beyond the uh, talking smack with the Miz? Oh, that, that. That, that promo where the Miz lost his shit. Yeah, that when was, he was like, that was when he was like the GM of SmackDown, yes, wasn't it? For like uh-huh. a little bit. He, yeah. he, dedic- he called uh, the Miz soft for yeah. not not because he's like saying, and Miz went off it through his face mm-hmm. and lost his shit. And that was just one of the best, like, that was real. That, that was real. <laughs> yeah. That was that was pent up pent up um, aggression from the Miz, um, because him and is they're very good friends. Like Maurice and Bree have had their run-ins, especially over um, divas, because mm-hmm. the idea of divas was meant to be um, Maurice, Nikki, and Bree. They all live together, they work together, and it was going to be based on them. And then something happened with contracts. The Bellas got offered more money. Maurice didn't, and it, it's caused a bit of a rivalry. It's only been in the last couple of years that they've managed to actually get that back. I believe what Miz did there was completely 100% real. Yeah, well, Miz comes from, like, the same school of wrestling as, like, the John Cena's and stuff, where, mm-hmm. like like you say, Paul, like, they're doing it out of protection. Like, there's a reason John Cena's got, like, sort of his five moves of doom, Death. and they're all, <laughs> all, they're all very safe. It's so he can keep on being, like, the top guy for, like, years and years and years and not, like, yeah. slowly fall apart like a lot of the other wrestlers did. So the same with Hogan, why he had, like, a very sort of... I never felt like he that didn't before. leave his feet much, if you know what I mean. He had yeah. his big boot. Um, the leg drop, I think, unfortunately, has slowly destroyed his <laughs> hip. Um <laughs> But it was like safe because they were trying to be like, well, I want like longevity. It's the same as like Kevin Nash. Like he barely ever wrestled like in his like later years because he knew he didn't have to because he was like a big man. Mm. So it's like I only fall over when I choose to like because it like that's and like he lasted quite long (laughs) on that. Exactly, but Brock Lesnar's probably the highlight now. What's it? Seven suplexes and an F five. That, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a Brock Lesnar match now. I never really looked at it that way. Like Cena has just like a set set of moves, and mm-hmm. and it's a safe bet that he's going to be able to walk mm-hmm. out and work the next year. I never really yeah. looked at it like that. Mm-hmm. What about you, Donna? Like, say, um, I know I keep throwing stuff at you. Sorry about this. Um, <laughs> I'm dying to talk to Grant about like his ECW love. I'm just I'm, trying to like fit it I'm, in the right time. I'm, like, see, I'm, I'm leaving Grant to the last. I know Grant's going to get really, really interesting and passionate. Bless him. <laughs> but um, I want to know, like, say, I know you're like quite new to the, like, say, the wrestling game or wrestling with a carny force. Um, <laughs> is anything that you've branched out with, like, other than WWE, or are you just a, uh, are you like a McMahon girl? <laughs> um, I did actually watch a little bit of AW and I want to kind of just move over completely to that but I have um, not really watched anything recently but I do want to watch that especially for um, Malachi Black because I loved him mm-hmm. in WWE Oh, he's just got a new tag team partner as well who I don't know but he showed up out of the darkness and he was, he's huge and he kicked everyone all over the place <laughs> Apparently, uh... everything looked effortless like yeah, it's just smooth with everything. Mm. Yeah, apparently they are tag team champions in another promotion. Oh, okay. So that, that's I forgot what I think, but um, it's like because it, his name's very similar to Brody Lee. 
Yeah. I've literally only seen, he literally just like showed up at the end, you know, like, so mm. I've only seen like a few seconds and they just cleared the ring mm. <laughs> and ran off type of thing. But, um, but yeah, so you're getting into, a, well, I know the it shows on, I think it's Friday nights, AW in the UK on ITV. I think I only caught that um, this Friday because I think I was having one of the days where I couldn't sleep. Mm. <laughs> but I was quite quite interested because um, I know when we started up the Nerdy Nope Nope group, there was a few times where uh, they had big events. I think it was because it was around about this time last year we started mm. up. So I think we stopped up to watch the Royal Rumble um, and we posted on the group and like, like as a, like an online chat. And I think me, Donna and some other people were like, getting really exciting that felt like an old school like we used to oh. that was quite that's quite... so many of us well yeah we all we all sit and talk and say that yeah like saying like, and i know um like say donna's quite quiet on the podcast bless her but like you should hear when she's in the chat oh. or uh, <laughs> on the on the facebook group when the wrestling's on she's jesus christ unrecognizable. <laughs> she's a completely different person We'll get her to dance one day. We will. We'll get her. <laughs> <laughs> but people who's listening on Spotify, Donna's just done a dance. <laughs> or anywhere you get your uh, podcast from, shall we say. <laughs> yes, as Grant found out, we're pretty much all over the everywhere. internet. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Grant, what about you? Because I know you've got some interesting uh, like outlets. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's already been said about AEW is part of the reason that I don't watch it. Um, oh. When it first started to come out, um, I found the people that were really, really kind of going crazy about AEW had that almost a level of toxicity with regards to um, the similar stuff to what Paul said about how there's there's just no selling mm-hmm. happens in it whatsoever. And it's, it was almost like the fans that w- were around me at the time um didn't take into account the fact that every single wrestling move takes two people mm-hmm. and it's just as much about the sell as it is about the person picking you up and mm-hmm. all of the rest of it um so a lot of my um background comes from old school ecw so i flit um very i've mentioned on the group chat a, a japanese federation uh hear me out here because it's got a funny name called bjw <laughs> Yeah, is, that not, what, is that the reason why I uh, caught your eye? <laughs> well, initially, I'd been searching for uh, Frontier <laughs> Wrestling, uh, which is another um, Japanese one. And we're talking about the most ridiculous hardcore matches you've ever seen in your life. I watched one on YouTube the other day, and I shit you not, it is a tank of piranhas match. Oh, God. <laughs> and there was legitimately a big, mm. massive fish tank full of piranhas in the middle of the mat in the middle of the ring and Someone the winner it. has to be submerged in the piranhas but the winner and or the loser the not... <laughs> loser oh i was gonna say <laughs> the level of uh hardcore and bloodletting that goes on in these matches is wow. absolutely insane you think of the bloodiest match you've ever seen in wwe or ecw or even looking at some of the crazy botches that have happened like the mass transit incident or stuff that abdullah the butcher was doing yeah, in the 90s oh, and, and it still yeah. doesn't compare to some of the mental stuff these guys put themselves through mm. but it's not just 
cut, 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 cut. There's mm. legitimately some amazing moves going on. Um, mm. You know, you've got guys pulling dragon suplexes off on each other and Northern Light suplexes, which is probably my favorite wrestling move mm. that mm. ever gets pulled off. Whenever anybody does a Northern Light I suplex, I do like a Northern Light. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like a bloody child. Mm. Um, I tend to tune into a lot of the uh, the women only federations like paul mentioned about eve there before um there's a good few japanese female only federations that are absolutely unbelievable oh stardom um, like, uh, stardom like, yeah. literally going to be the next words out of my mouth no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no they are they're just a breeding ground for exceptional acrobatics mm-hmm. um yeah every single person that's involved in it is working like you know, the best ever Charlotte Flair, you've ever seen the best ever mm-hmm. Oscar you've ever seen. Um, mm-hmm. But there's, what's the right, there's such proficiency in it that it doesn't look dangerous when they're doing a lot of the crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean, they're like all so good and... at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, like Eddie off. Guerrero, uh, Rey Mysterio oh. style, like, yeah. they done yeah. crazy shit that looked like effortless type thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you know, the, the, them two and Dean Malenko in uh, oh, Malenko, wow. Malenko does not get hmm. sorry, I was gonna say Malenko but, does um, not get the, the credit he deserves. No, I'm, I always love the Texas Cloverleaf submission, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the, that's kind of my big two at the moment. Now, I go back to WWE because I like the, the soap opera mm-hmm. element of it, you know, there's a lot of the people like. New Japan and AEW um, saying that they like it because it looks real. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It looks like a sport. It looks like a like a proper fight and what yeah. have you. And the way that I view wrestling is like, I, I don't go to the circus and watch the trapeze artists and go, oh, well, I wish they'd give them a gold medal at the end so it looks a bit more like the Olympics. You know <laughs> yes. what I mean? I want to yeah, see yeah. ridiculousness. I want mm-hmm. to see absolute insanity yeah. out of wrestling. Now, don't get me wrong, I appreciate, obviously, the, the guys mm-hmm. that are doing, you know, like Kenny Omega and um, what's that tag team called? The, the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks. Um, where the, it's just ridiculously smooth and proficient, but... I want to see somebody get locked in a casket. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> yeah. I want to see somebody fire. get their head shaved. Yeah. Exactly. I, I want to see ridiculousness. Yeah. That's what I watch wrestling best. for is you, ridiculousness yeah, of violence. <laughs> you're right. Like nobody else does. Like like WWE definitely has like the most gimmick matches. Like mm-hmm. nobody, like AEW hasn't done many like weird type matches, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as I'm aware, like New Japan's fairly straightforward. They'll have tournaments and stuff, but yeah, it's mostly like either like multi tags or one on ones. Um, mm. The only thing I'll say with New Japan to defend the story <laughs> is <laughs> the way they do it. It's like really, really like long term storylines where mm. you'll you'll be like yeah. watching for years, and it'll be like, oh, this guy was this guy's understudy. And like he's won all these tournaments and he's finally gonna fight him like you know like five years down the line yeah. so you've, re- you've really got to like be invested to get like the most out of it but um yeah the, the can they can tell a story in a in a one match like it's interesting when you don't understand like the language or anything but you can mm. still feel what's going on if the people yeah. are good enough to like convey that it's interesting like no cool um that kind of like segues moment, guys i've just got to let me dogs out yeah <laughs> that's right no, but that, that quite segues quite nicely well something i was thinking about what's your favorite gimmick match um, would you say that you've seen so yeah, like um i know we've had some ridiculous ones and stuff like that but like 
even going back to even say WCW or even Impact Wrestling, what would you say the gimmicks as, uh, you've, that mm. you've gotten involved and enjoyed with? I, honestly, I don't know if you class this as a gimmick, so you can correct us if I'm wrong, but, and I mentioned it on the last podcast that we talked about, Jeff Jarrett versus China, housekeeping mm-hmm. match. Right. And yeah, I think that counts. Con- Does that count? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it's ridiculous, isn't it, really? Like, mm-hmm. she had to win the Intercontinental Championship through a housekeeping match. Yeah. So, that's, so that's your favourite? It's just because she wins. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's because she she came out on top, regardless of what they threw at her. Mm-hmm. She still come out on top, and she still looked like an absolute champ at the end. Like, yeah. And so yeah, it's and it's the first one that came to me head really like, <laughs> <laughs> was that one because I remember me talking about it last time. What about you, what were you, you Donna? Um, oh, Tartan just gimmicks or specific matches like. Like, like yeah, either or whatever. Like a, like. a silly match type, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. one that I wrote down. Um, I have to go with uh, the ultimate deletion with uh, broken Matt Hardy because he's batshit crazy. And it was, like... <laughs> was that the one where it was like filmed in his compound type of thing? Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it was like <laughs> Yeah, I don't. The one with the, uh, the, mo- the chair of wheels and the more of lawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was this was this for the one that because he's, he's done a few was it the one that came out for when he was doing an impact when he was world champion or was it when he came to wwe and did it with Bray? It, it was the most recent the yeah, most with... recent one if you want to look back and see absolute batshit crazy ultimate deletion look i think it's on youtube because actually chris jericho and then this is the first time that they did interviews while they were working for WWE and they said everyone in the boys in the back got a tape of it and watched it and were just blown away. It's the one he did with uh, Jeff Hardy at uh, Impact. Honestly, get like that's why I made the joke about uh, having a, a drone like Veergaard the third or something was flying about. It had his uh, had his dad, and his uh, his wife Rebel was involved, and like even his kids Maxwell uh, something, but. Uh, like absolutely mental, but yeah, I love the ultimate deletion matches. Like, well, Matt Hardy's just a genius for me, anyway. It's like some of the ideas he has, but like, delete, Crazy. delete, delete. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm with Sammy, like, I don't understand I don't the gimmick understand at all it. because I, I, don't don't, get it. I totally missed out on the TNA stuff. Me too, yeah. Then I don't get it. And then all of a sudden, I just see Matt Hardy with this wild hair and just shouting delete wonderful, constantly and I'm wonderful. like what's he's doing like on? a he's doing like a half and half thing at the minute he's got like a faction but he's like big money Matt Hardy at the minute yeah. <laughs> but he's still nuts but it, he's like he's got it's like you know his faction of younger wrestlers that yeah uh, that he does um <laughs> so like I think my favorite gimmick match is like it's a classic but it's like tag team elimination table match where like each member's got to go through a table before like the match ends you know what i mean because like yeah like because it's because on one thing it's i don't know why but it's entirely satisfying to see someone go through one of those wrestling tables like every percent every time i'm always there (laughs) to see it um and i think like with the elimination bit you can get like creative where like you know you can like um like pull someone away or like you know Bubba Ray gets in the way and takes the table shot for Devon so they don't lose the match because he's already gone through <laughs> so you can get like all those like interesting combinations but yeah I think it's got to be the table match <laughs> I am the table I've got two that jump into mind because the ultimate ridiculous one because it was the start of building towards something that was brilliant uh, but I'll talk about the ultimate ridiculous one that I still laugh at today was the Hogpen match with the Godwins versus the Legion of Doom, uh, <laughs> where 
where basically the loser gets thrown in like a hog pen full of pigs. <gasps> yes. And, um, oh no, it wasn't the Legend Tim, was it the New Age Outlaws, I think? <laughs> I have no idea, but I remember pigs. I remember because because like you had the like Henry Godwin, this brick shit out of a man, and this uh, his uh, brother who turned out to be minion or something like in in uh, in when the Undertaker started his own cult. Loads of cults in wrestling, but uh, <laughs> but um, that one was absolutely hilarious. But the one that started like it makes no sense at all in a wrestling match. But it started the Stone Cold train was uh, Savio Vega versus Stone Cold at a in a bullwhip match where they were both tied to each other's wrists and to win the match you had to touch all four corners of the ring in a row yeah. and um, they had it like typical like tied each other match used the rope and fought all the way but uh, at the finish was basically Stone Cold had beaten Savio Vega to a pulp and was dragging him around the ring touching the four corners and but behind him Savio Vega was touching the corner behind him as well so, <laughs> yeah. so got to the final one then Savio Vega pulled Stone Cold over and beat him but that that was basically how he lost the million dollar belt and that was then uh, getting Stone Cold away from the million dollar man and because I think it was called the ringmaster then it was called the ringmaster and then yeah. it became Stone Cold Steve Austin after that and that was uh, like say when we got in Austin, like I think it was the year after we got the Royal, uh, not the Royal Rumble, the King, King of the, of the Ring. Ring, and we got Austin three sixteen. Just beat oh, your ass. That is some of the best improv ever. Yeah. If you uh, want to, if you want to teach yourself how to do a promo and improv, it's that speech. Mm-hmm. I have always hated strap matches, though. I've never really understood what was so great about them. Same, same <laughs> men and baby all getting whipped. <laughs> it's just the, it's the four corners thing i mean I, I understand like the gimmick it's like oh so these guys can't run away from each other or like the bad guy can't run away because he's like tied to the, the good guy yeah <laughs> i always like some old texas thing yeah. <laughs> I, I always like the what was it the, the get something from a pole match as well there's always something dangling on a pole oh do you remember <laughs> when there was do you remember wcw where it was like buff bagwell's mother was on the pole <laughs> Oh, she passed away last oh. year. Oh, I think the oh. other person might have won her as well. Yes. <laughs> I was watching a um, I was watching a video of um, wrestlers who passed away in 2021, and she was she was honoured to be oh. on that list. Yeah. And I was I watched some of them um, stuff, and wow, she was with her. She was honoured to be on the passed away list. No, she was like honoured. Oh, I thought you meant like she was like honoured, like happy to no, be honoured. I was like, like honoured on a list of other wrestlers. How's guys? We getting the Ouija board out and saying, "How are you doing?" Yes. Did you like that? <laughs> oh, it, Grant, you'll probably remember this one—the the kennel from hell match. <laughs> Oh, You've was... stolen the two answers I was going to give you, little dick. <laughs> we're, just on, we're just on the same page. <laughs> oh, well, let Grant tell uh, us about it. <laughs> uh, well, no, we'll let Jake do that one because I've already thought of two different ones. There. All right, let's go. <laughs> okay, I maybe want to like say like, what's your favorite sort of storyline after this? But like, this is going to be up there for like attitude hero wrestling storylines. Oh. So the big boss man who everyone knows is like the biggest piece of shit mm-hmm. character in wrestling. Apparently lovely guy in real life though. <laughs> Rest his soul. Rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, basically he got in a feud with Al Snow, who was like like Mick Foley's sort of buddy who mm-hmm. carried a mannequin head around doing yeah. like a crazy man gimmick. Do you like head? Um he got at one point he got a dog called Pepper. 
And, oh god, oh, I know no. the story. <laughs> and, the, and the bus man took issue with this, with yes, seeing Al Snow happy <laughs> with a dog. And he fed him to him. Yeah, but the uh, the culmination of uh of that was the kennel from Hell match, where it was a regular cage oh, inside god. of the Hell in a Cell cage, mm-hmm. and they had attack dogs in, yeah. in between the cages. I remember. But the dogs were just like messing around like they weren't angry at all and they were just like they were just taking dumps and everything and like it was just a whole it wasn't scary at all it was a huge mess um later on they had pepper's remains on a pole where al snow was trying to win back the remains of his dog (laughs) in a bag (laughs) donna's like sitting there going what the fuck did you watch when you was high back there (laughs) (laughs) oh i remember that I also remember big when he had his food with um, Big Boss Man and he was called Paul White at the time, the big show. Oh um, God, yeah. and, he, and he unearthed his dad. And drove off with the <laughs> casket and yes. Big Show jumps on, yeah. the on casket top of the casket. He's driving away. <laughs> it's awful. And then he told and then he like came on like the raw and he like told like he read this poem out where he's just like it big show, I am really sad <laughs> that you have lost your dad. Like all that stuff. <laughs> Oh, he was—he was an amazing heel, the big boss he was. man. <laughs> he was phenomenal. Rest um, in peace. <laughs> I just wanted to like maybe say like, what was your favorite sort of like out of the ring storyline sort of thing? Because I think mine would be, um, like the whole Kane saga where it was like Undertaker's brothers alive type of thing, and it had all that like cool build up, and then he friggin' looked like Michael Myers like on fire <laughs> sort of thing, and like that was just amazing at the time. Cool. No, no, we'll, we'll come back to that because I'm, I'm interested to know what... Uh, yeah, I want to know what Grant's are. Grant <laughs> uh, I was, was going to do the... It wasn't on a pole, uh, the Bagwell one, if I remember rightly, she was on the top of a forklift truck. Ah, she yes. Lower the forklift truck down. Um, <laughs> That's even two better. Stand out to me. <laughs> They're both hardcore matches, and one of them is not a particularly gimmicky hardcore match, but there's something that happens in it that is possibly one of the funniest wrestling moments I've ever um, seen. Uh, it was WW, uh, WCW Thunder in the late 90s. I think I mentioned this on the group chat. And it's Chris Candido versus Terry Funk. Mm-hmm. And nice. they're brawling around outside and they end up walking into a stable. Mm-hmm. And there's a fucking horse in the stable. Like as, as if anybody would even think that going in there with a horse screaming and bawling and shouting on wouldn't end in tears. Um, and as Terry Funk goes to pile driver Chris Candido, this horse just kicks full force <laughs> Terry Funk in the shoulder and Terry Funk being the hardest man on the planet completely no sells it doesn't even flinch and just turns to the horse and screams F off at it and just keeps going <laughs> was like, Whoa. I think he grew oh, up on a ranch didn't he <laughs> he grew up yeah. he grew up on like a ranch for orphans if I, if I remember right Terry Funk totally. so he's probably used to it <laughs> absolutely tough as nails mm. um, but the other one that has got a massive gimmick in it now i'm not sure how many people are actually aware of the fact of what the footage is it's uh rowdy roddy piper versus gold dust yes um, in the oh, backyard backlog brawl match he runs over. And <laughs> there's all that but then over the course of the pay-per-view they've got chase footage of gold dust and rowdy roddy piper on the freeway and Absolutely remembered. Where Jerry, I think it's Jerry Lawler goes, I'm sure this footage looks familiar. And that's because all of the chase footage is all Jason. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, because it was after that, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They didn't expect that. They cut back to that little bit, and it comes back in, and something happened at the start of the the um, the backyard brawl match. Um, and it's just a little bit of inconsistency. Piper really, really busted his hand up because him and Goldust are laying into each other really severely mm-hmm. at the beginning of the match. And just when Piper comes back down to the ring, he's got a bloody great big bandage around his hand from where he's broken all of his hand up. <laughs> nobody, nobody bats an eyelid at the fact that he's been driving this car and bandaging his hand up as he went. <laughs> it's all shot at different times. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, to this day, that match has me in increases just the fact that they had the absolute goal to use OJ Simpson's footage. That is I, brilliant. I didn't know about the OJ Simpson's band. I remember uh, like I said, because Dustin Reynolds told the story that um, during the bits where when Piper was meant to move out the way of the car, he doesn't. He jumps on the bonnet and he actually hits him. <laughs> and, yeah, he's like, yeah. and he's like, I thought I killed Piper, but you've got this manic well, Roddy Piper was the nut craziest person mm. you'll ever meet. On his bonnet, just still kicking off, going ah. But then after the cut thing, he starts just chasing Dustin Reynolds around, trying to hit him because he's running over a car. <laughs> 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 but uh, um, that's <laughs> mint. That's absolutely mint. <laughs> I mean, just quickly back on the hardcore. Um, there's got to be a shout out for the twenty four seven hardcore championship. Some of the stuff that Crack yes. Holly did, Charlotte brought it up, and yeah it's amazing charlotte brought it up in the chat earlier um al, al snow versus bob holly just anytime anywhere or even crash holly involved in it like crash held the title for how long um, like he too, was always too, with too, it too well long, too long <laughs> no no it, no it wasn't that long because you don't remember gerald briscoe snuck in and pinned him <gasps> while he was asleep yes! with the ref doing like his little uh, but uh, Al Snow was my absolute favourite though. I absolutely God. adored Al Snow him, when he was in ECW as well. Him and Steve Blackman's relationship, man, that was Cheese that head. was pure magic. Like, that head. shouldn't work, but it works so well. Steve Blackman, the man with no personality at all, bless him. Lethal weapon, Steve Blackman. <laughs> oh, he was terrible. He, was. he, he didn't really need to talk. <laughs> His fists did all the talking. Yeah. There was some bad gimmicks like yeah, um like with people that should have done well that didn't like Mark Marrow should have been better than what he was but I think after the accident he, when he became a boxer instead of being a, a high flyer it didn't quite work but uh come back to GX question best storyline um again was probably just, it, it was terrible it should have been better but I loved when Vince McMahon brought the NWO back to kill off um Rick Flair's WWE, uh, the whole the, when the, the paired uh, Rock with Hogan, which was just magic on screen. As as much as you can dislike Hogan, mm. seeing going back and seeing that element was absolutely amazing. And the Rock's put promos at that time, like um, I know he got a lot of shit backstage for it, but when he um, called uh, Big Daddy Cool, Big Daddy Bitch, um, and starts slitting uh, him and Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, like proper, like not like breaking the fourth wall, calling them the, for the shit bags that they were because the shit they caused him yeah. years ago, uh, and seeing it live on SmackDown and seeing Kevin Nash's face just take it was absolutely perfect. But um, seeing Austin versus uh, a very n- not as 
a, a poor version of Scott Hall was a bit disappointing, but um, mm. like I said, getting that element of saying Rock versus uh, Hogan was breathtaking, and say, mm. I remember seeing that live as well because I was one. Like I said, as a teenager, stopped up, watched that WrestleMania, and it was one of them moments where wrestling transcends. It was a bit, bit like. T- takes you out of being just a fan you experience something that was a little bit different mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah that was that was one of those main events like worth staying up for the entire wrestlemania yeah <laughs> um yeah because the crowd was just insane like it, it just went the wrong way didn't it like mm. the crowd got behind hogan pretty mm. quick and it, yeah, the rock really. was like looking confused mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not how it was meant to go down um i think i talked about this in the last podcast we did was and it'll always be my favorite is Rock and Triple H, the lead up to Backlash. Mm-hmm. I think that is some of the most magical parts of wrestling. You've got everything in there. You had you had Austin chucked in there. You had actual rattlesnakes chucked in there. Um, <laughs> DX Express got blown up. Um, it was it was just it was phenomenal, and it was such a, an amazing match. Like even the match isn't boring. Like it's everything about it is so special. I absolutely love that. But I don't know if. The, if the one I'm going to say now is gimmicky or not, but I loved it when it was only, well, it wasn't that long ago that Triple H and Shawn Michaels came back as DX and were really giving it to Vince and Shane and the um, Main Street Posse and they were taking over. No, no, it, it, wasn't, it, was, it wasn't the Main Street Posse, it was the... Oh, it was the Spirit Squad. Spirit Squad, I. The Spirit Squad, that was it, <laughs> when Dolph Ziggler first joined. Um, yeah, I just, I love moments like that I know when you say really race out, that was about, about 10 years ago I, I didn't know how long it was I really <laughs> didn't like, time, time slipping away from us really quickly um, but I love them them interactions with Vince and Tri- Triple H like him taking himself out of mm-hmm. out of the character and like recognising that yeah, yeah I'm actually married to your daughter yeah, but I love it when Sean loses the plot at one episode and just starts super kicking everyone super that's kicking one, every... in the office. Oh, <laughs> something about a Stan or something, and he's going, um, Stan had said something, and he just kicks everyone as he goes down the corridor and Triple H just flapping his back off. And they change Vince's mic when he's talking, mm-hmm. and it goes high pitched and low pitched. I just thought the moments like that were like what made wrestling funny. <laughs> I didn't give a shit about the matches, I really didn't. What about you, Donna? Um, another recent one probably, but I think I'm probably just going to have to talk about um the Firefly Funhouse because I absolutely love that they give Bray like he's uncreative really, he could do whatever he's want, and I love the what he what he did with the gimmick and that story. But mm-hmm. again, it's another one that kind of didn't go well, but I absolutely adored the Firefly Firefly. Firefly, Firefly. <laughs> yeah, like, like, <laughs> the, the kind of like kids t- TV presenter, but the fiend was something else. That was something special. That mask that had money printed on it, and for some reason they fed him to Goldberg again. <laughs> 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 the career killer, but yeah, um, like I said, he built up quite nicely with uh, feud with. Uh, was it wasn't Daniel Bryan? It was uh, Seth Rollins, wasn't it? Again, another career killer uh, for other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's quite good. But I like the whole Alexa Bliss aspect as well to that. That brought a whole... Yeah, the um, sister. That's actually what I based me hair and stuff on today. Oh, that's <laughs> cool. have, you not got, have you not got little dolls as well? Or shall we not talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Grant? After I've just broken um, 
But I mentioned Rumble 2000 um, before, so I kind of watched it um, after the fact as to how all of that built up. But uh, the storyline that resulted in the emergence of the McMahon-Helmsley era, mm. um, probably the edgiest thing that WWE ever did, where mm. Triple H stole Stephanie away from her wedding with test and (laughs) drugged her and married her and then you turn out that that was all a ruse and stephanie was in on it the whole time you know you get all the daft matches that builds up to triple h and cactus jack after they fire him and everything there was just that whole kind of period from the point at which they did the mcmahon helmsley wedding up to rumble 2000 that Mm. i think is probably the best uh six months that wwe ever put together and just after that is the section that I really love. It's literally yeah. just just <laughs> after that. <laughs> but um, what gimmicks that shouldn't have worked or didn't work but used loved? Because the ones I really found was hilarious was Chainsaw Charlie and Cactus Jack, that whole yeah. thing, because that was like you, you've got Terry Funk dressed up in tights in his head, <laughs> wielding a ch- chainsaw, going after the New Age Outlaws was absolutely ridiculous but i was all in for that that was hilarious to me like the, the, when the, he cut himself out of a box I mean, what's yeah. not to like <laughs> dumpster matches as well wasn't it like uh, where they had to put them in and push the dumpster off the thing and apparently they survived but yeah that, that gimmick when chainsaw charlie came out just it, it was terrible but terrible in a good way I don't know. I'd say a recent one for me um, was like Braun Strowman's gimmick, where he was like <laughs> infinitely strong, like yeah. like backstage. Which, like, when you think about it, like on paper, like that sounds ridiculous. Oh, we're gonna have a wrestler tip over an ambulance or something crazy like that. <laughs> but when you see Braun Strowman, <laughs> you're like, yeah. actually, I could believe it. <laughs> and he's just got these hands. Yeah, and he just had some like crazy stuff where he'd be like destroying like stuff backstage because I, I miss the backstage shenanigans that used to go on. Yeah, especially like in the hardcore era, you were always backstage. You would go into like parts of the building that. You know, ooh, look at that. <laughs> it was like a living, breathing world, though, because like you always yeah. had the APA office, and there was like Commissioner <laughs> Foley, like Commissioner Foley's little area. Yeah. I so, love like, the APA. It had I like love... continuity. <laughs> like yes. if you went backstage, you might meet the acolytes, go through the door. You got a knock though. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you had to knock. If you didn't knock, you got thrown through the door. Can so. you ever remember that APA advert that they used to have on between like the, you know, segments of the show, and it was always something like "We'll protect you, but for beer money." It was just like this whole protection advert, but at the end it was like, we need beer money. Well, that was <laughs> like, it. that was how Crash lost the title because he hired the APA and they left him asleep in a room. On his <laughs> Please stop mentioning that story. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> oh, poor little Crash. Rest in peace, Crash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's like a list you could do with that. Every person, majority of people we've spoke about, we've been like, yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, I forgot to say R.I.P. Brody Lee as well, uh, <laughs> Luke Harper. Oh, God, yes. That was recent as well, wasn't it? Mm. Oh, that's sad. What about Anyways. you, Donna? I don't know why it's a weird thing to come to mind, but for some reason I thought of um, Tucker and Otis and the weird-ass dance that he did. <laughs> I don't know if anyone yeah. knows. Or not. <laughs> Is that heavy machine? Was that heavy machinery, was it? Oh, no, um, I'm thinking of something else. The short guy with the long hair, and then the tall the, guy. The, the chubby, chubby bloke. Yeah, like he did that, uh, that had him like do the weird dance, and 
Oh, the, you used to the worm and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it's heavy machine. But they had him paired up with Mandy Rose, the most beautiful woman in the world. With, yeah, yeah. That was she must have rubbed someone up the wrong way to get that gimmick. To be fair, bless her. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you ever, did you ever watch? Did you never watch Mandy Rose on where she came from? Tough enough. There's a reason why Mandy Rose is probably gets treated the way she does is because when she went through Tough Enough to get her contract, she didn't give a shit about the industry. <laughs> She just wanted the money. <laughs> to be fair, though, she's an NXT Women's Champion at the moment, so... She's done something right, but yeah, she did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you, Grant? Uh, Goldust. Goldust. Oh, God. Oh, that was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I've just thought of mine. Absolutely. Fun. Apart from the artist formerly known Goldust. <laughs> as I understand it, he got lumbered with that gimmick as some kind of punishment for something that Dustin had done backstage. And they were like, right, we're going to, you know, obviously at, at the mm. time, you know, the, the, the suggestion of kind of transvestitism and asexuality was not frowned upon, but the, the mm. people oh, what, laughed at it a lot yeah. more. Yeah. Um, so it would, it, like I said, they gave him this gimmick as to, to try and make a fool out of him. And he, owned that gimmick for so many years and continually worked and continually got into the limelight. You know, he got a good spot with uh, Matt Hardy. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, when they paired him up with Luna Vachon, because Luna Vachon was always an amazing <laughs> presence to have um, ringside and what have you. No matter what they did to push him down, he was just like, no, I'm, mm. I'm doing this and I'm going to do this really, really well. Um, I loved the Gold Dust gimmick. I thought it was mm. absolutely brilliant and I, oh. I loved the fact that he he had this uncomfortable nature yeah about yeah. him you know mm. and and it was so intriguing as well you just wanted to see more of him you didn't mm. you didn't yeah. care about anything else you're like i just want to know more about him and he could work so interesting. he could work as well like with yeah. the family lineage as well like you say you could he had uh like say the, the stuff <laughs> with him like the moves he could do and he mm-hmm. and i said he was always a great seller as well mm-hmm. uh, but he always made things interesting like shattered dreams, like kicking someone in the nuts. <laughs> um, so easy. Always effective. <laughs> but, in, a, in a way, but uh, somehow he still is working. He was wrestling on Saturday on AEW. <laughs> exactly. He's a rose, that's why. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, I just mean like he's still he's still good somehow. Like I guess when they called him like the natural, it was like a real title <laughs> for him. <laughs> yeah. But he's had some great, like not just. Um, he always worked well with the others as well. If you part paired him or something like uh, his, him and Booker T, that was some of the best stuff that WWD for a long time. But um, again, uh, was it? And oh, I'm trying to think who else. So we Brian minds we went because it, I know WWE made him like a comedy figure mm-hmm. later on, where they had him get electrocuted and give him a stutter and stuff like that. Um, and he asked for his release because he said he wanted to actually still be prominent because WWE had no plans for him. When he came to AEW, again, I know I, I, I shouted out before, but him and his matches with Cody were absolutely something old school. Like mm-hmm. The dad would have been proud of that. Oh, and that, yeah. that's something I would say. <laughs> I love Dusty Rhodes. I just love listening to him talk. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is <laughs> not so much for the matches, but the fact that this person actually managed to get this over and it worked for so long was perry satin and moppy like (laughs) come on like i know it's ridiculous i know it is but come on he got that he got that gimmick over 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that was a punishment so as well. Yeah, no, because <laughs> he was only one out of the new uh, the, the radicals, was it when they came over yeah. from WCW? That, that that didn't actually make it big in WWE. Sorry yeah. to say, because all the others yeah. kind of did. I know Dean Malenko retired and were doing things more in the backstage, mm-hmm. but um, like I say, yeah, he was one of the ones that didn't quite fit the mold. No, because because what was his finish move? The, the Rings of Saturn was it? I remember. It sounds it was like familiar. A, it was like it's a, a um, mission move. Yeah, it's like the hold the two arms behind the back type of thing. But it's a sad story on him because he was. Um, it was just substance abuse again. He was mm-hmm. like he said in WWF, he never wrestled a match like sober. Right. So oh. that was kind of why he like lost favor backstage because he was unreliable. But like, mm-hmm. like Grant will probably know when he was on form in WCW and stuff like that. He's like one of the best wrestlers of all time, Perry Saturn, <laughs> a natural. Absolutely, I love him and his ECW stuff with um, what was the tag team he was in? I was was he mm-hmm. in the Eliminators? Possibly. Um, and they had an amazing finisher. Um, I'm sure he was in the Eliminators. Um, it was like off the rope, and one person had hit them with a high kick, and the other one had hit them with a low kick, and just completely right. wiped them out. Through yes, hips. Perry Sand did um, like the sweep the leg, which I always enjoyed. <laughs> when he did yeah, that. Um, sweep the leg. But the Eliminators were so fine tuned as a tag mm. team in um, ECW. Um, mm. You very rarely put a foot wrong in any match you'd ever watch them in. I used to mm. love Perry Saturn. Mm. See, just getting that gimmick over in general just blows yeah. my mind. He <laughs> did, and like with Terry Reynolds as well, like it was phenomenal to watch. Mm. I didn't give so much about the matches. Like <laughs> at that yeah. time, I was just there for the entertainment. No, a lot and of the stuff was. No, a lot of the stuff was like that. But again, if we're talking about backstage stuff as well, I know Jake mentioned one of my favorite backstage VAFs or fights was Stone Cold versus Booker T in the shopping centre. What was one of the most hilarious things you've ever seen. He was throwing them, hitting them with bags of flour, just flinging them in the dairy aisle. How they got away with that, like I say, was hilarious. It was the whole clean-up on aisle four, there's a jackass (laughs) in the aisle. (laughs) I know the invasion angle got a lot of shit, but uh, like he do genuinely get some good moments yeah. when like Stone Cold and like Booker T was involved. Like um, I know when The Rock came back, but th- that was always the issue with that angle. But WCW had so many big players on their own contracts that could do what they wanted. And even though the bought Mac uh, WWE bought out, they didn't buy out the contracts, so they couldn't mm-hmm. get like the Ric Flair's um, at the time, Sting. Kevin Sting, <laughs> Kevin Nash's. They could just sit out and wait for the deals to go out and not come over like see i think the first ever match that they had was a wcw when it, that was when they realized it wasn't going to work was booker t versus buff bagwell i don't think buff bagwell worked another match for mm. wwe after that again i don't think so no, no i always liked the blockbuster though <laughs> but yeah we never got to see it no. <laughs> was that the raw episode where they redid all of the the ring and everything in the wcw colors yeah yeah um yeah. just randomly did one wcw match and then yeah it was just like yeah that was terrible <laughs> didn't they do that. that with ecw as well like have no. like a segment or was that something separate that come out later on with the right. ecw when the when they kind of rebranded it as ecw light but it was just mm. going to be like a feeder thing like next became but right. um with this they had a five-year plan. The invasion angle was meant to go to take five years. And after that match, McMahon shit himself and they'd done it within six months. Oh. So that's why it was over so quick. And then they got people's contracts in. They got, um, like I said, NWO. 
that came in after the invasion ones where if they kept it down the line, mm-hmm. this would have been the things, but there was people that never came back, like would probably would never work WWE again, like um Lex Luger and stuff like that. Uh the, I don't think the Steiners was uh, and us Rick uh, Scott Steiner come down as big Papa Bump later on. Um and they had that terrible feud with Triple H, which will it will compare muscles for most of the time rather than actually yeah. wrestling. That was a WrestleMania match, I think. Like was it twenty twenty one something like that? Oh, that's ridiculous that <laughs> I don't like the style. That makes a lot of sense, actually, Paul, because like I didn't really know about like the five year plan. But when you mm. when you explain it like that, it's mm. kind of like how like in Marvel movies they'll wait like you know like five yeah. years before you like see Thanos on screen. Like, yes, that w- it would have been like the NWO like magically coming out of nowhere and just like the crowd going wild. <laughs> mm. But that's the thing they had these all these plans worked out, and they were just waiting for people's contracts because they couldn't. What they should have done is come up with a big guns to start with. Like, imagine Sting walking through the door uh, to face Austin in his yeah. prime. Or even, even fuck that, Sting versus The Undertaker. <laughs> never got to happen, did it? Did oh, it no. It no, it never, never happened. But <laughs> imagine that back in the day, Icon versus Icon. Unreal. That that would have sold money. That's, mm. That was the plan that, uh, like, even Mac, uh, Vince has came out and said that was the, the overall plan. But he couldn't get them to, like, out of these WCW contracts at first because they didn't have to, they had creative control. They could if they weren't interested. And a lot of these people were venomly hated WCW and WWF at the time because mm-hmm. they were the enemy. Um so that's when when an invasion happened, you had like Booker T, Buff Fagwell, Chavo Guerrero, uh Hugh Morris, then were the like the big big hitters. Uh, and the, but in WCW at the time they were middle of the card. So they never had that big they weren't ever that big of a threat. Like yeah. Austin versus Booker T was, because Booker T was on the rise, but he wasn't mm. at the level that he got when it was probably five or six years down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they brought in like Chris Jericho. Then they said, oh, we'll pack it out. We've got ACW. And that, that again was supposed to happen years and years down the line, but they brought it in too quick. And then you got like Rob Van Dam, Sabu. Um, I'm not, um, and then... The Dudleys went from WWE and, and Taz changed over to ECW because a lot of the ECW big hitters were WWE stars at that time as well. Yeah. So it was, yeah. It was kind of missing. But then, right. it, it, then we got introduced to Paulie Heyman <laughs> rather than just Paul Heyman. Paulie Heyman, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, what's it called? Uh, the... Sorry. Sorry, mate. I was just going to say because you were talking about missing the big hitters. All of the big hitters that were in um, ECW at the time were people that could never have ever appeared on WWE TV. Can you imagine New Jack wandering down the road? I was just having a straight fight with Austin, stabbing him. Exactly. Sandman walking down and going, No, Austin, this is how you do it. And braying himself in the face with a And like, Oh, by the way, I need Enter Sandman to be licensed, please. <laughs> I was yeah. just thinking of New Jack, so I was like, imagine if he like ended up. Oh, that would have been awful, awful. Yeah, yeah, instead, he instead didn't care have... on that interview. I was watching that no. episode. He does not care at no. all. <laughs> no, he, he just thought this kid doesn't have, hasn't, shouldn't be in the ringers to me. So I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> yeah, he's... he was more bothered that the news got it wrong. That it was uh, apparently 16, but he said it was nine. He was more bothered about that. Yeah, <laughs> well, he passed away last year as well. Oh, 
Can't do it. Can't, Donna, can't not do it. Donna's supposed to be the local goth here, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I have to point it out. I only pointed out because I generally didn't know until the other day that he has. Yeah. Yeah, I found it the other day too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think when ECW came over, it was like uh, Stevie Richards, um, Blue Mania and stuff. That that was kind of like uh, the, the thing that they were going down. So it never mm-hmm. really had the same impact. But if you imagine if they did it properly, if you had like a, a big takeover... When it yeah. was like, say, NWO versus DX properly, rather than the shit we got. Mm. That would have been... That, I think that's the idea that the Vince had. Mm-hmm. It's just shame we got, like, the watered-down version. Yeah, it, yeah it makes sense, because it's like it's a bit like a Marvel DC thing, where you've got you've got equivalents, haven't you? Like, yes. Like, Booker T is kind of like like sort of the rock if you know what i mean he had the same finisher for god's sake <laughs> yeah um, but he called it the book end though didn't it yeah yeah like like you were saying like you could you could pair everybody up in sort of like equivalents where they'd be like oh this faction versus this faction and mm-hmm. have you sort of giant things mm-hmm. but yeah what we got instead was like people who'd been brought over from ecw years ago like taz and had already sort of ran the course as far as the audience was concerned yeah you had to have like michael cole being like no taz why <laughs> like, taz call your uncle <laughs> I, I, I feel sorry for taz because like say, in oh. ecw it was a different type of wrestling and different mm. type of violence where wwe when wwf at the time it was pure athletic and like when like i know there was a few gimmick matches but the paired Taz up on his first debut with Kurt Angle. Oh, yes, I remember that. <laughs> I know it's a great de- debut, but again, I love Taz. I think he's got a lot to him. Mm-hmm. But fucking Kurt Angle. Yeah, <laughs> like was... the, he's like the opposite of Taz, like character-wise. Like, yeah. the, the... <laughs> he could wrestle there was, anyone. There was nobody in... that could sell Taz either. Um, no. Look at uh, Mikey Whipwreck's matches with Taz in mm. uh, ECW, and mm. the way that Mikey Whipwreck folds himself up every single time he takes a suplex. There's nobody in WWE that would have dared take mm. off of the suplexes that uh, Taz had in his arsenal. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, um, it was a waste, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Well, Grant, you'll be happy in AEW. Taz's son Hook is uh, carrying on the suplex legacy. <laughs> He's amazing. <laughs> I might start watching it for that, mate. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should check out Hook. He's really, he's like, he's really impressive. Like, <laughs> cool, brilliant, cool. But yes, um, what I wanted to point out as well, because I know someone posted a picture in the Facebook group earlier of all the videotapes, the VHSs that that he had. I saw that. <laughs> I remember them being like gold dust was mm. as a kid because they were hard to get to and they weren't cheap. So I remember when you used to get one, you used to watch that videotape over and over. What was the the one that you got that like said that, that you can remember? Because I can still remember the year and like the match and everything on it. I remember getting St. Valentine's Day Massacre when I was in my first Florida holiday. So mm-hmm. I was 15 at the time, but my uncle had them all like so i had them they they had he had them all on vhs so i could literally go to his house and say i want to watch that one and it was always SummerSlam. i want to say 93 Mm -hmm. i could be making this date up um and it was brett the hitman heart versus someone and i just loved every second of watching that i don't know if it was the bright colors that i went Mm for i was like brightness (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that was the saint valentine's day massacre was the first vhs that i proper Mm-hmm. bought myself mine was uh the 1990 royal rumble uh it had the first time hulk hogan and uh, the ultimate warrior had been in the ring together 
halfway through was during the match. Uh, I don't even know why Hogan was in the Royal Rumble because he was already the champion. <laughs> so, but, what? He, but, but the, yeah, because at the time it wasn't like they only brought that out later on where if you won the Royal Rumble, you got a title shot. It wasn't right. it, when it first came out, it was just a thing you won just the Royal Rumble. Bragging so, rights. So, Hogan was in and had Andre the Giant, um, Demolition, um, Earthquake. So, you had uh, all these massive characters like Jake the Snake. Mach- it wasn't the Macho Man, it was the Macho uh, King back then. Uh, DBRC had bought uh, Macho King to help him. So I think DBRC was number one or number two. Mm-hmm. Coco Beware was in it. Uh, the Red Rooster, uh, Bad <laughs> News Brown and stuff like this. Uh, Hercules. All these characters that shouldn't work, like proper colourful, but um, I still remember today because it had uh, Hogan versus Warrior face face because it done the first time, bounced off the ropes, Bang! Nobody moves. Jesse the Body Ventura during the commentary and stuff like that. Um, but oh, was that where they were saying it was like the irresistible force oh, meeting so the unmovable object, object, like that line? Exactly, <laughs> exactly yes. <laughs> and it was the lead up to, I think, the WrestleMania afterwards. wasn't the next one. It was the one in Toronto. After this was when they had Warrior versus Hogan. But um, like the last two, I think the last people to win was Hogan, Mr. Perfect, and I want to say Ravishing Rick Rude, but I might be wrong. But uh, Hogan won it by tossing Mr. Perfect over the at, at the end. But I can still remember to this day. <laughs> That's so cool. There's no way he could toss Mr. Perfect out the ring if he didn't want to. Also, <laughs> <laughs> Sammy, you missed two death bells there for Mr. Perfect and Rick Rude. <laughs> Best in we'll peace. Have, we'll just have a little uh, chalkboard everything. <laughs> But, I uh, do anyway. <laughs> well, you done it? Did you ever have? I don't, you probably didn't have a VHS. Did you ever have a, any DVDs or anything like that? <laughs> you young pup there. <laughs> we did have VHS, but obviously I didn't get no it until I was older, so. Mm-hmm. So I didn't so, have like. So you just hid the blue movies in there, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, mine was, it was one of the Silver Vision tapes, and I think that guy that um, posted it online has actually got it in his stack. It's called uh, Wrestling Superstars, and most of the matches on it were a little bit kind of meh, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, you had uh, Demolition versus The Powers of Pain, you had mm. Hulk Hogan versus Hercules, but to this day, it's got one of my favourite matches on it, and it's remained my favourite match because of something really, really weird. It's a cage match between Ravish and Rick Rude and uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Right at peak time when they were absolutely feuding to death and there's blood in it. And, you know, I was only a kid at the time. um, So seeing some blood was pretty crazy. And there's the bit that uh, Rick Rude always used to do where somebody would grab the back of of his tights and his arse would get exposed a little bit. I was just kind of thinking, oh my God, what is this? But as I've got older, I've watched that match again and there's something really weird about it. There's a referee in the cage match. And at the time, those matches never had referees in them. And the entire time, the commentators are kind of going, what's this ref doing? Why is he trying to do a count? You can't win a cage match by a count. You've got to um, escape the cage. And I've never seen this referee anywhere else. It's almost like he won a competition to referee a wrestling match and just got given a referee shirt and got thrown into the match. Um, It's absolutely mental and like he's walking around you know he's trying to ask people if they're going to submit and you've got the it's not a a common color commentator i think it might be was it lord alfred hayes you know Mm -hmm. the the, the very british one that used to pop up from time to time with a quite (laughs) high pitched voice um 
And the colour commentator the entire time is just going, what is this ref doing? What is going on with <laughs> him? Crazy. What is he playing at? Um, if you ever get a chance to watch it, it's one of the most surreal matches, but it, it's full of the entertainment yeah. that you would want. There's the battle on the top of the cage and they do a bit where they both hit the floor at the same time and they've got to be put back in. And <laughs> I've never, all I'd ever really seen before that was wrestlers like the you'd always get the matches with the fall guys mm-hmm. you know it'd be the ultimate warrior versus steve and <laughs> steve would get killed yeah. after two minutes. <laughs> you know be like this guy's a local <laughs> hero every oh yeah, <laughs> <all right." laughs> um you know it was the first wrestling that i'd seen where you actually got big names fighting big names so even the ones that were a little bit crap on there were still pretty good mm-hmm. um, but that match has stuck with me for the last 30 years and I have googled frantically <laughs> what was going on with that ref and I still can't find out what it was <laughs> secrets care about what, what about you Jake did you have any secrets hidden in there well, I'm going to bring back the dodgy up north. Uh, now. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I've I think I've told this story like before but um like we didn't have like obviously couldn't afford like sky pay-per-view or whatever it was called yeah. um and uh, basically, my granddad worked in like a factory in Washington, and someone he worked with, son, used to copy the wrestling tapes. Like he would tape them, and then he would sell the copies. But he would also like print off like the VHS like covers and stuff. <laughs> so like, <laughs> you could obviously just get the brand new ones. But he also like would make your tapes of like old stuff. So I I remember for some reason i really liked um i think it was survivor series 98 which was the deadly games or something it had this really really weird like cheesy song where it was just good deadly games (laughs) and all that stuff but um it was just a really weird like pay-per-view it was like all centered around the undertaker sort of thing because he was like big in his like uh, ministry at the time um i don't think i don't think kane had arrived just yet um possibly but yeah i just watched that over and over again and like it had gilberg in it which was like the goldberg parody that... oh yes <laughs> gilberg gilberg <laughs> yeah. oh, um, but as far as i remember it was just like a few a few like those five on five eliminations because it was like survivor series but uh yeah for some reason i watched the deadly games loads and loads of times <laughs> awesome but yes um I'm thoroughly enjoying this, but Love I think it. we're going to have to wrap yeah. it up now, ladies and gentlemen. Um, unless any, anyone's got anything else to want to add. What about Donna? Oh, Donna's got a finger up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did want to ask before. Has anyone been any other live events at all? No. I haven't, no. I did in around... This close. I, I think I went, like, WrestleMania Revenge Tour for, like, WrestleMania 20. So I have technically seen The Undertaker in Newcastle and Kane and some of my favorites <laughs> but it was just a, like it was just like a house show basically it wasn't like a proper live show oh, what about you was... Donna have you been like uh, yeah it's because I wanted to tell you about this random guy that loved Finn Balor but <laughs> <All right. laughs> I went to um, a raw in uh, Manchester a few years back and um, I was sitting next to this guy who was by himself and uh, when Finn Balor came out it's when he Martin did... was it you <laughs> <laughs> It was sitting there and he kind of like did this like proper excitement and like oh. I was excited and we were both kind of like awkwardly shy and we kind of looked at each other and then we just kind of stood up and we were like, yes. Oh. <laughs> it was a proper exciting moment. He was so excited. Oh, you brought it out of them. That's so sweet. <laughs> oh, like when Finn Balor did like his, like was do his lights <laughs> thing. <laughs> his entrance was amazing. 
Mine was, I was so close. So the night Commissioner McFawley became Commissioner McFawley, it was a Raw in Florida. And I watched it on the telly to be told, while in Florida, by the way, I was in Florida at the time. And I was told while I was watching it, oh, we try to get you tickets for this tonight. <laughs> it was good. Tried. <laughs> tried tried and failed that's what happened i was <laughs> devastated i would have lost my mind just to see mcfoley become the commissioner that'd have been amazing i was that close i did almost have free tickets to see um was it uh tna uh, when hogan was there mm-hmm. it was filmed at uh florida uh, universal studios oh but yes it was halloween horror night so i chose to no do you chose well you chose well you didn't want to go to the impact zone yeah. <laughs> nope. you chose well my friend yeah. so we're going to wrap this session up yes so i've thoroughly enjoyed it like i said it's so fun um i think we've pretty much talked out of wrestling for a while and like see, i'm yeah o- over the moon with a little cameo at the start i thought niall was the star of the the podcast sorry guys niall wins <laughs> no it's fine niall wins. and i uh, just to say i got a text of a text of his mom judy and he says that jake was his favorite yes because <laughs> oh. i look like a wrestler <laughs> So, so Jake not, wins with Niall. Mostly. <laughs> but yeah, so next time as well, um, Danielle put in the chat, she was about to bring you a hat as well, Jake. Yeah. So you got, you got away lucky with that one. Then <laughs> to take a hat. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, great. Thank you guys for coming Thank in. Like say, um, as we found out the other day by Grant, the podcast uh, will be up on pretty much everywhere now, Audible. Uh, and if you've got a podcast rela- uh, listening device, it will be there. Um, next week, uh, I think we're talking about doing the Brooklyn 991 next mm-hmm. Friday. So yep. that'll be quite interesting. Might get emotional. Um, and we might even do a supernatural special with Charlotte getting out of jail. Welcome, um, Charlotte, yeah. back from back from prison. <laughs> Jailbreak <I'm>, match. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to say that as Facebook. It's not Facebook, Jewish, she's actually in jail properly. So yes. just to get that out there. But I <laughs> just want to say as well, because uh, I know. <laughs> um, sorry, she's going to kill you. But uh, just, a, just a bit of a serious note as well, because I know uh, they do watch the podcast, but probably won't be watching it tonight. Mm-hmm. But just to say, uh, get get well soon, Charlotte's mum. I know yeah. you're just getting out of hospital as well, so we are all thinking about you, and hope you do feel better soon and get out of, and so you can share with Charlotte, uh, Charlotte uh, a lot quicker as well. Yeah. But yes, but thinking of you all. Yes. So again, uh, follow us on Nerdy Up North Community. It's grown by every day. Grant's shown us how to actually use the, the site properly now. Which- <laughs> which I'm sorry about the notifications uh, <laughs> on iTunes, uh, Spotify, YouTube, and uh, anywhere in- you get your, your iPods, are your podcasts from. Yeah. Instagram. And now on Twitter, which I'm still learning and hopefully we'll be having the boot club launching again soon. Uh, I know that's getting a few bit of interest and Jake's still working on uh, the Twitch where he'll be showing us how badly we are at games. So, Working away on that Twitch channel. Yes. <laughs> Beaverishly. <laughs> but yeah, so thanks everyone for in and thank you, Donna, Grant, Jake, and Sam. Uh, it's been a blast. So same bad time, same bad channel, guys. Yeah, Good everyone. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>